deep imagination. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the dawn, the cold of the show. Oh yeah, y'all already know what time it is. The moment that you've been waiting for, the one that you've been waiting here, the one that calls the call, the call Put your hands together for the baddest bitch in hell alone. God, Nicole Long. that she lived because of her abuse at the hands of her father and grandfather who were working for Kenzie and sending material to him. Uh, There are others out there like that. Um, Bancroft said he knew there were, and he was afraid they were going to show up. He wasn't talking about one pedophile when he said he was afraid that the children of these pedophiles would show up. He was talking about a lot of people who were damaged, and he knew it. And the Kinsey Institute knows it, and, the, and Indiana University knows it, and they've always known it. Kinsey would have done business with the devil if it helped the research, and this is true. one of the most treasonous Americans in human history. The charge of treason might sound a bit extreme, but the evidence shows that Kinsey's desire to document the most depraved sexual behavior led him to work with a man who seemed to personify evil itself, a Nazi pedophile named Dr. Fritz von Valusek. Dr. von Valusek was a, a Nazi officer, Gestapo, member of the Gestapo, one of the original Nazis, by the way, joined the party very early. Uh, He was in charge of a Polish town, uh, and he was a pedophile. Years after the war, von Balusek was arrested and put on trial for the murder of a 10-year-old girl who had been found naked and throttled on a piece of wasteland. The German authorities suspected von Balusek of the crime because the same girl had been listed among several hundred children he had raped, the details of which he had recorded in his pseudo-scientific diaries. The German newspapers called him the most important pedophile in the criminal history of Berlin. During the war, von Balusek used his authority as a Nazi officer to fulfill his pedophile desires. 
The full number of children he abused and ultimately murdered is still unknown. When he was arrested for, uh, po- for rape of many, many, many children, but also possible murder of a little girl, all of the German newspapers spoke about this on the headlines. Of, it was in the headlines of every newspaper in Germany. During the war, von Baljusek was the commandant of the Polish town of Jędrzejów. There he threatened the children with certain death if they refused his sexual desires. What he recorded in his diaries of how he treated these children was so criminal that during his trial, the judge cried out, quote, this is no longer human. He had told the children that it was either the smokestacks or it was him. And uh, it turned out that most all the children ended up by, apparently in the smokestacks anyway. Post-World War II, he was highly placed uh, in, uh, in, in civic government. And uh, he was arrested for this uh, possible murder um, and being investigated. And in the process, they found that he had been corresponding extensively with Kinsey. That Dr. Kinsey had warned him to be aware and careful of the uh, authorities so he shouldn't get caught. The German authorities learned that von Baljusek and Kinsey had a working relationship and that Dr. Kinsey was well aware of the vicious abuse the Nazi pedophile was inflicting upon innocent children. At his trial, the judge said to von Baljusek, I got the impression that you got to the children in order to impress Kinsey and to deliver him material. To which von Baljusek replied, Kinsey himself asked me for that. The German press was outraged and the judge was outraged. The judge went on to say, instead of answering his sordid letters, the strange American scholar should have rather made sure that Mr. Von Valusek was put behind bars. The German press reported that Kinsey's letters to the Nazi contained warnings to watch out or be careful of getting caught. They wrote that in his diaries, Von Valusek stuck in the letters from the sex researcher Kinsey, in which he'd been encouraged to continue his research. He had also started relationships to expand his researches. One shivers to think of the lengths he went to. At some point, the German authorities tried to get hold of information on von Baljusek from the Kinsey Institute. But the Kinsey Institute, even though they knew they were dealing with a Nazi and a pedophile, um, when the German authorities wanted, for the purposes of this uh, murder investigation wanted to get hold of that information um the kinsey institute refused and gebhardt said to me and indeed on camera that they would have destroyed any evidence before they handed it over to the police paul gebhardt said of this event that the fbi put pressure on kinsey to reveal the guy's sexual diary but kinsey said absolutely not gebhardt went on to say the poor pedophile had his reputation destroyed 
finally quit corresponding with us. While German media documented the story heavily, the American press, under the powerful influence of the tax-exempt foundations, gave almost no attention to the story, even though Kinsey's research, which had turned the country upside down, was almost certainly based, in part, on the sexual abuse done by a Nazi pedophile during the Second World War. It is entirely likely that von Balusek's letters to Kinsey can still be found in the records of the Kinsey Institute even today. Kinsey's willingness to work with the devil at one point seemed to take on a very literal meaning. One of the interesting things I found several years ago in researching the Satanist Alistair Crowley uh, was the influence that he has had on so many people here in the United States of America. And one of the men, men that he had influenced was Alfred Kinsey. After publishing his male and female reports, Kinsey began to travel abroad and study sexuality in foreign countries. In his book, Kinsey co-author Wardell Pomeroy wrote that Kinsey went looking for a prized item, the diaries of Aleister Crowley. Crowley died just a year before uh, Kinsey's book came out. Crowley was a famous and highly controversial British occultist in the early part of the 20th century. His sexual exploits in bizarre and sometimes deadly satanic rituals had been exposed in the London newspapers. He also talked about taking a virgin and having sexual relations with her, and then upon a climax to actually murder her, cut her in six pieces, and put the names of the various demon gods on those six limbs, the six parts of her body. Taking the name for the Antichrist in the Bible, Crowley called himself the Beast 666. His famous saying was, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, by which he justified all forms of immorality. Crowley had a sex temple and had practiced uh, group sex and orgies and what have you, so-called sex magic. Crowley was into pedophilia. He was into uh, justifying his pedophilia. In fact, he had said, let me seduce the boys of England. He wanted to seduce them, and he, then he starts talking about sodomy and it being to be acceptable. So, uh, I mean, it was quite shocking, especially back then. Pomeroy wrote that Crowley was called by Lord Douglas the wickedest man who ever lived, and his sexual history alone was enough to earn him the title he gloried in, the Beast. Crowley kept a diary up to his death. Two weeks after Kinsey tracked down these papers in England, he found himself in the temple that the beast had founded in Sicily. Kinsey is pictured here inside Crowley's temple, known as the Abbey Thelema, where he performed his satanic rituals. On the wall is a picture of Crowley himself, while across from Kinsey is another man 
named Kenneth Anger. Anger was a close acquaintance who appeared in some of Kinsey's sex films, made in the attic of his Bloomington home. As an avant-garde filmmaker, Anger was deeply involved in the occult. He directed films with titles such as Lucifer Rising and The Invocation of My Demon Brother. Kenneth Anger uh, is a co-founder of uh, Anton LaVey's Church of Satan, and Kenneth Anger uh, also was, you know, had a penchant for younger men, for sure. Bobby Beausoleil was his living boyfriend. That's the same Bobby Beausoleil that committed the first murder, uh, killing him and for uh, Charles Manson. That was his living boyfriend. He played Lucifer in one of his uh, occult uh, movies that extolled the virtues of Aleister Crowley's magic and what have you. In this image from one of Anger's films, we see Bobby Beausoleil, who would later become one of Charles Manson's killers. He's standing next to a doorway with Crowley's maxim, do what thou wilt, painted on the door. A phrase that certainly fit with Kinsey's own view of human sexuality. Pomeroy even admits that, that Kinsey uh, loved uh, Crowley's writings, including uh, specifically mentioning some of his homosexual erotica. Uh, one of his books called White Stains. Kenneth Anger is quoted saying that Kinsey was obsessed with obtaining the Great Beast's day-to-day sex diaries. To obtain grant monies and maintain the support of the university, Kinsey needed the excuse of research to validate his 24 hours a day obsession with sex. However, Kinsey's battle cry of do your best and let other people react as they will seemed a variation on Crowley's do-what-thou-wilt maxim. An older Kenneth Anger is pictured here with the name Lucifer tattooed on his chest. So important was Anger's relationship with Kinsey that to this day, the Kinsey Institute Library features a Kenneth Anger collection with an archive of Anger's films as well as the correspondence between him and Alfred Kinsey. Should America be disturbed that the father of her sexual revolution, who changed American law and laid the foundation for sex education, had such associations? If America continues to be influenced by Kinsey, what will it mean for her future? What Kinsey discovered at Crowley's mysterious abbey might provide a clue. Pomeroy writes that Crowley's curious magnetism drew people from all over the world who came and became his sexual slaves. Some of these women left their husbands to enter the temple. They held group orgies as part of their ritual and included in them the small children the women had brought. He further reveals that inside the abbey, Kinsey found paintings, life-sized representations of sexual activity, including children. Some have considered the possibility that Aleister Crowley was another of Kinsey's pedophiles who kept his diaries as part of Kinsey's sex research. I would be surprised if Kinsey uh, was not, in fact, either paying or communicating with Crowley regarding his sex diaries because Crowley was more open and more public with his sexual exploits than pretty much anybody of the time. He was known as the wickedest man on the earth long before uh, Kinsey would have gone to him. He was far more uh, accessible than 
say, a Nazi officer in Germany uh, to Kinsey, and, and as, as ugly as Crowley was to so many people, uh, he wasn't nearly as known or, or there wasn't the reputation that there was with the Nazis. And at the same time, Crowley uh, could have used the money in the 1940s. He had, uh, you know, he wasn't as rich as he was. He had spent a lot of his money, so he would have been more open to that. And then to see that Kinsey was actually reading Crowley's stuff, we know that from Pomeroy. And it would be hard to believe that he wasn't already working with Crowley and encouraging Crowley to continue on with his sexual exploits. One way or another, the, the net effect is the same. Kinsey was fostering much of the same revolution that Crowley had begun over in England and was helping continue what Crowley hoped would take place in the United States of America. Mass media seems to have always been on the side of Kinsey and his philosophy. A philosophy carried out by Hugh Hefner in 1953 when he launched Playboy magazine. That same year, Kinsey released his K-bomb, Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, the second book in his report on human sexuality. Hefner made an immediate association between his soft porn magazine and Kinsey's research. I referred to it in the first introduction to the first issue. I called it the other great book that was coming out in 1953. Max Lerner, uh, the historian and, and a good friend of mine, said that uh, Kinsey was the researcher and I was the pamphleteer. And uh, it's an interesting way of looking at it. I certainly do think that in a very real way, the sexual revolution began in 1953 you know, with the second book and the beginning of Playboy. Hugh Hefner had been under the influence of Kinseyan philosophy since the release of the male volume in 1948. He had even written about it in a college publication years before he started Playboy magazine. Half a century later, in Playboy's 50th anniversary issue, Hefner paid special tribute to Alfred Kinsey, celebrating the man who had helped him launch the sexual revolution. But Playboy represented more than just nude photos of the girl next door. According to Hefner, the magazine was, quote, a statement of rebellion without question. The first official Playboy Playmate was named Janet Pilgrim, directly intended to mock America's Puritan heritage. In time, Hefner would publish the Playboy philosophy, a new morality for the post-Kinsey era. Just as Kinsey had gone all over the country preaching the message of sexual reform, Hefner followed his example, giving speeches, appearing on talk shows, and speaking in public forums as the pamphleteer for Kinsey's sexual revolution. So what you're saying, Mr. Hefner, is that, is that we should encourage premarital sexual relations. I think that we should encourage the notion that uh, sex can be uh, right and proper in marriage or out of marriage. In time, Hefner set up the Playboy Foundation, which became, quote, one of the major sources of income for the Kinsey Institute. But was Hefner's sexual revolution simply about giving consenting adults the right to alternative lifestyles? Or was there a hidden agenda within the pages of Playboy, one that would further the child sexual abuse also found in the Kinsey reports? In 1983, 
Dr. Judith Reisman, was appointed by the Juvenile Division of the Department of Justice to investigate the images in Playboy, along with Penthouse and Hustler magazines. The reason for the study was due to the rise of violent sex crimes committed by young adults against even younger children. Those who were committing these crimes were often found to have copies of Playboy and Penthouse magazines in their possession. But what could be in these magazines, often thought to be harmless, that would compel young teenage boys to commit violent sex crimes against other children? Dr. Reisman had done a radio interview with Pat Buchanan about her research into Kinsey and the soft porn industry. Soon after, she was contacted by the Department of Justice as part of a joint effort with the FBI. I got a call from the Department of Justice when they heard me on, on, um, on uh, the Buchanan program, and I was saying, you're, you're going to have to have an increase in, in sexual crimes by children against children and by adults against children. You cannot do the kind of, of programming of people's brains, minds, memories, and bodies. The connection between the brain goes all the way down from the retina all the way down the, the central nervous system and into the genitals. <laughs> you can't show people those kinds of pictures and, and arouse them in that way and not think that they're going to act out either positively on somebody who agrees or negatively on somebody who doesn't agree. Uh, that's what's going to happen. And you can't, you just simply can't do that to billions of people at one time. Uh, you know, it's a masses of a population. In her Department of Justice study, Dr. Reisman revealed that from 1953 to 1982, Playboy and eventually Penthouse and Hustler magazines had published approximately 9,000 images of children involved in sexual scenarios, an average of about eight to nine images per issue. And, and I showed the development of the child in those, in those images from, in cartoons, in photographs, and the use of the child as a sexual object by the observer, by the viewer. And I said, you know, your average guy thinks he's buying a girly magazine, you know, a magazine that's just pictures of pretty girls. And he has no idea that his, the messages that are being pumped into him, neurophysiologically, if you will, all, you know, all the way down and through his system, include images of, of sexual assault of children. And he, as the viewer, uh, becomes the predator. That's just the way the human brain works. The following are images from Dr. Reisman's presentation at the FBI Training Center in Quantico. Please understand the most severe images we are unable to show you. Dr. Reisman demonstrates how the cartoon imagery of children progressed into real-life images, either of children or of legal-aged women who were made to look like obviously underage girls. Over time, the scenarios suggested greater degrees of sexual aggression and violence, including murder. Um, that cartoon says, can you read it? Well, it says, uh, thank you, um, good night, Betty Lou, thanks for a really swell evening. Now here, we do see the penis. 
one of the few cartoons that we have in the opinion. Of course, it appears that the gentleman has murdered Betty Lou. She's tied up in one of these uh, lift bags. Now, I will challenge any of you in the next week or two weeks or months or two months or three months to drive along a road and see a garbage bag tied up like that, a leaf bag tied up like that, and not somehow a flashback to this kind of fantasy image. Now, for you, it may not be a problem, but we have reason to suspect that for some public, that kind of continual flashback in our subconscious constitutes a real problem. Dr. Reisman believes that millions of American men have been conditioned for decades by such imagery, often struggling with an addiction that they don't understand and cannot escape. The addiction to porn has now been handed down to America's children, giving their young minds a perverse view of reality and of the relationships between men and women. With mainstream soft porn magazines having normalized the idea of sex and violence against children, could this be, as Dr. Reisman has taught, the reason for the continued rise of child abductions, child molestation, and even child murder in our country? And are these materials, which are often defended under the First Amendment, the real liberty that America's founding fathers fought and died for? Heard something recently read on, uh, I think Fox News. You know, um, one of the one of the, the newscasters there's got a blurb or an article right now on the internet. You know, are our children safe? Is this ever going to end? And, and I know for a fact it will not end, and it is only going to get worse unless something is done about pornography. Most damaging kinds of pornography are those that involve violence uh, and sexual violence, because the wedding of those two forces, as, as I know only too well, brings about behavior that is just, uh, is just uh, too terrible to describe. After seeing her presentation at their training center at Quantico, the FBI ordered all copies of Playboy and Penthouse magazines to be removed from the FBI post-exchange. A similar reaction occurred with the Southland 7-Eleven Corporation, which had been a major distributor of Playboy and Penthouse. But in 1986, after seeing Dr. Reisman's presentation, the 7-Eleven chain refused to carry the publications, costing the soft porn giants untold millions in annual revenue. Dr. Reisman herself describes what the FBI and 7-Eleven were really responding to that what they were getting in their house, what their sons were seeing, what the uncles were seeing, what the boyfriends were seeing, how to sexually abuse a child and laugh about it. During World War II, the Nazis used cartoons to condition the minds of Germans against the Jewish people, creating an exaggerated and comical identity that ultimately led to their persecution and mass murder. Dr. Reisman believes a similar kind of conditioning has happened through the use of cartoon imagery 
that depict the rape and abuse of children. Children are being sexually assaulted. Uh, they're being, they're being uh, trampled on. They're being kidnapped. They're being murdered. And I have all of those kinds of cartoons. Some of the following cartoons are disturbing, such as this image from Playboy of an infant child masturbating with a title that reads, Getting Off. Not surprisingly, the cartoon supports the Kinseyan view that children are sexual from birth. Children are often shown to be the aggressors, as in this image of a small child speaking to an older man with a candy cane. The caption reads, No thank you, nice man. I don't want to go for a ride in your car. Why don't we just go up to my place and B-A-L-L? This image from Penthouse has three young girls in conversation. The one with the candy cane says, yeah, and he gives you one of these just for straight sex, no deviations. This Playboy image is of a young girl putting her dress back on. She says to the older man in the bathrobe, you call that being molested? In this scene, a young girl is in bed with an older man. On the phone, she says, hello, mommy. I met this nice political leader from the moral majority on Capitol Hill. Incest is another prominent theme of the magazines. This Playboy image shows a young girl in bed with an obviously older man. The caption reads, everything's fine, mama. Uncle William and I are playing a game called Consequences. This cartoon from Hustler magazine is of a father molesting his high school daughter. She says, daddy, not only is what you're doing illegal, it's being done badly. Many scenarios involve characters that most children recognize, such as Santa Claus and the Wizard of Oz characters, in which Dorothy is either raped or molested by her companions. In this cartoon, the Santa Claus has an ecstatic look on his face because the little girl sitting on his lap has her hand inside his pants. In this one, the Santa Claus has his pants around his ankles as he rapes an obviously frightened little girl on his lap. The Santa images become especially violent, even bloody, such as this one, where the Santa character has just murdered a child with a machine gun. The child's bloody body lies on the floor. The caption reads, that'll teach you to be a good boy. There are literally thousands of such cartoons, cataloged and analyzed by Dr. Reisman. These images have been published by the soft porn industry for more than half a century. But by far the most disturbing collection comes from Larry Flint's Hustler magazine. For years, Hustler published the cartoon Chester the Molester. It was part of a series in which this man was attacking children. The classic Chester cartoon is this one, where Chester sits naked in a chair with three young girls who have obviously been kidnapped, bound, and raped. The caption coming from the TV reads, It is 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Dr. Reisman believes that because of suggestive imagery like this, many parents don't know where their children are. Sadly, some of them will never see their children again. Chester the Molester was the invention of Hustler's head cartoonist, Dwayne Tinsley shown here in the 1985 documentary, Rated X, where he explains the character of Chester. And Chester's the character that I do for the magazine. 
Um, you have a sturdy old guy that would uh, do anything to trap a young girl. When you say young girl, how young do you mean? Well, at that particular time, he was after the younger ones, 10, 12. Uh, his idea is that he wants to get all little girls. Look again carefully at this disturbing image where Chester is writing information on a notepad, almost as if he were recording data like one of Kinsey's pedophiles. First of all, if he's going to trap a little girl, you know, the idea for him would be to, to knock her out or something. I don't know. I mean, he didn't have to uh, uh, actually use a club or a bat. He could have smacked her. But just the idea of, uh, of the bat is a little goofier. Uh, what better than a baseball bat? I mean, it was just always with it. He was going to uh, hit the little girl over the head. with Trapper hit the little girl with his club and drag her off to his lair, as it were. Whether she was going to have fun or not, it was never established. This same attitude seems to have carried into Tinsley's own life. Four years after appearing in this documentary, Tinsley's daughter would testify in court that she had been repeatedly raped by Tinsley himself. In 1989, Dwayne Tinsley was tried and convicted as a child rapist, in part because of the research on his work done by Dr. Reisman. There's just no question at all that those cartoons that we showed, that they showed the, the jury were absolute evidence of the crimes he had committed on his daughter as testified by his daughter. During the trial, the jury was shown one of Tinsley's cartoons, which depicted a father molesting his teenage daughter. The caption reads, gee, I'd love to go to the drive-in, Tommy, but my dad has some uh, extra household chores for me tonight. In court, Tinsley's daughter claimed that her father showed her this cartoon and said to her, this is you and me. The Associated Press reported that Tinsley often said, you can't write this stuff all the time if you don't experience it. There's no normal human being that can draw those things, that can put that kind of idea out there to the public who is not experiencing that themselves. No, it's just not going to happen. But Tinsley was not alone. His employer, Larry Flint, was also accused by his daughter, Tanya Flint Vega, in her book, Hustled, in which she claimed that her father used the Chester the Molester cartoons to introduce her to the idea of sex and then raped her when she was only nine years old. Like many pedophiles, Larry Flint was never charged with a crime and openly denied his daughter's allegations. Even Hugh Hefner is said to have been guilty of statutory rape. According to biographer Russell Miller in his book, Bunny, The Real Story of Playboy, Hefner himself enjoyed making love to a schoolgirl who had attended his daughter's Sweet 16 birthday party. Miller's evidence was based on the testimony of the staff that worked in the Playboy mansion at the time. As with Larry Flint, Hefner was never charged with a crime. A major breakthrough for Hefner's Playboy magazine and child pornographers in general was the film Pretty Baby, starring Brooke Shields, a film briefly remembered during the recent controversy over the images of 15-year-old Miley Cyrus. Pretty Baby was the story of a 12-year-old girl who grows up with a prostitute mother and ends up losing her virginity in a whorehouse.
People magazine ran a story saying Brooke Shields, 12, stirs a furor over child porn in films. Playboy featured images from the film, along with an interview with the film's director, Louis Mal. In the interview, Mal said, when Playboy requested a photo that would express my personal vision of eroticism, I sent a shot of my two-year-old daughter, Justine, naked. This led to the photos above of Brooke Shields, whom I cast in the title role of my new film, Pretty Baby. As early as 1971, Reader's Digest published an article titled, What Sex Offenders Say About Pornography. The article cited the FBI's Uniform Crime Reports, stating that between 1960 and 1969, the number of forcible rapes committed by males under 18 had increased by 86%. It could be concluded that some force impelling toward sex crime has been operating on younger males in the United States. The period described by the FBI was one in which Playboy magazine had been the principal form of widespread pornography in America, especially the kind that would find its way into the hands of underage males. Then in the 1980s, the Surgeon General C. Everett Koop called pornography a clear and present danger to American public health. And who could forget the disturbing warning given by serial killer Ted Bundy in his final interview with Dr. James Dobson just hours before his execution in 1989. Listen, I'm no social scientist and I haven't done a survey. I mean, I, I don't pretend that I know what John Q. Citizen thinks about this. <clears throat> but I've lived in prison for a long time now. And I've met a lot of men who were motivated to commit violence just like me. And without exception, every one of them was deeply involved in pornography without question, without exception, deeply influenced and consumed by an addiction to pornography. Despite these warnings, the so-called soft porn industry has been normalized in America, partly because some of the most powerful social and political leaders of the last half century have given interviews and appeared in these magazines, helping to make them part of America's mainstream. Perhaps most famous was Jimmy Carter's Playboy interview in 1976 as a presidential candidate. While ultimately considered a political blunder, it undoubtedly sent a message of acceptability to the up-and-coming generation, to those who, in time, would end up running the country. As such, what sort of decisions would they make on behalf of America's women and children? It is also important to consider that the warnings from Ted Bundy and the Surgeon General were given years before the widespread use of the Internet, where today pornography is available to the masses like never before in history. The Internet, I'm not trying to say, is a real negative and dark thing. There's a lot of positive and good things coming out of the Internet. But people need to be aware of the dark element that the Internet pr provides to people. And it's in a very private, um, uh, secret place. So people can keep their, can, can be anonymous. Whereas, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 
to go to a porn shop, you know, you'd have to go to a seedy part of town and, 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 you know, people would recognize you. It's not that way anymore. It comes right into your house. And that's why I think it's so dangerous. Uh, the idea that pornography doesn't really hurt anyone is a fallacious argument. How many marriages, how many tens of thousands, perhaps millions of people are hurting in their relationships because of pornography? And the guy who watches porn is basically probably going to get addicted to the porn. And if he does ever get married, sex is never going to be right because he's going to be so obsessed with the pornography that's not even real anyways. I believe that God intended sex to be between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. Can you explain the images on the computer? This is nothing right here. You know, just because you're not out with some other woman, does mean that you're not being unfaithful to our marriage. And what else do you need? What do you need? I want my husband to be faithful. I want my husband to be a father to his children. I don't want him in his office watching pornography and telling me that he's trying to meet deadlines. It's said that the greatest myth about pornography is that nobody gets hurt. Some even argue that porn is a healthy outlet for men and women alike. But has this really proven to be the case? Or does an addiction to porn create a kind of shadow person, someone who ends up leading a double life? One that the rest of those in his world can only wonder about. And when his dark secrets are finally brought into the light, what will be revealed? One who understands the dark temptations of pornography is former penthouse producer Jay Gator Henry, who claims he narrowly escaped a lifestyle that became so extreme it almost landed him in prison. I'll say that, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I when I see these men that are being arrested on the news. As a former producer for Penthouse Magazine, Gator rubbed elbows with some of the big celebrities in Hollywood, including Ozzy Osbourne and Pamela Anderson. And as you would expect, his work exposed him to countless Penthouse models. Man, it was an ego rush to be around the most beautiful women in the world and, and then running around naked. And, and to a lot of men in America, you know, I had the dream job. I mean, I was their hero. I was doing what everybody thought was the greatest thing in the world that a man could be doing for a profession. Gator believes his addiction to pornography began with a troubled childhood. My, uh, my uncle had molested me when I was a child. And... Um, he ended up confessing that to me uh, prior to his death from uh, from AIDS uh, uh, some year, a few years ago, and, and uh, I so I had that event in my life, and then I also remember when I was young finding a, a penthouse in my father's bedroom closet, and boy, I thought that was the greatest thing since sliced bread when I found that thing, and uh, you know when you're at that age and everything else, and uh, so I, I immediately was was hooked on the whole thing, so it's kind of Interesting that everything turned around and ended up working for Penthouse. And pornography, especially printed pornography, people think that Penthouse or Playboy or whatever is, 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 is innocent. Um, and I'm here to say that it, it, it's absolutely not. Um, having also a drug past myself, 
marijuana, as marijuana is a stepping stone in the drug world, Penthouse Magazine or Playboy Magazine is a stepping stone in the porn world. You start there, it's not going to end there. Gator claims that the steps on his journey through pornography led him into deeper and darker levels of perversion. Eventually, he found himself on the brink of criminal behavior. It, it got so bad where I would get on the Internet. Again, I was just consumed. The ages of the girls I was looking at, in order for me to get the rush and to get that tingle, that, that buzz that I wanted to get from the sexual side of it, what happens is you start looking at younger and younger images, younger and younger pictures of girls. And what happened for me one day was it, it thought and slammed me that I probably have done things and probably had images on my computer at that time that could put me in prison. I look at these men who abduct these young girls and they molest them and kill them, bury them alive, or whatever they do, stab them multiple times and stuff. And, and I know that those men, like me, they didn't wake up. They didn't start off. They didn't grow up as little boys saying, oh, my ambition in life is to grow up to be a child molester and kill us. And I know for a fact that all of, everything in the marrow of my bones, because I've been there, I've walked and lived it, that pornography took them to that place where just your average Joe comes to a place in his mind and in his being where he's so consumed with that fulfillment of that lustful thought and pleasure, with that thought that he has to fulfill it. And the fantasy becomes so overpowering and so all-consuming. And those are the guys that go out and take these girls. Thankfully, Gator Henry says that, in his case, he never reached that point of criminal behavior. Today, he tells others he found strength to turn away from his dark addiction through his faith in God. I remember now, and I told myself how rich I really was before him, him. And how I sinned against him, and he's been so merciful to me. Dr. Judith Reisman has commented that in her more than 30 years of research, she has seen few, if any, escape their porn addiction, except through anti-porn activism or faith-based programs. In Gator Henry's case, he says it was his Christian faith and the teachings he found in the Bible that kept him from becoming a sex offender. And what, what delivered me, what took me out of that? It's plain and simple. Nothing but the power of Jesus Christ and the power of His Spirit through the fear of God. That fear might be summed up in the Gospel of Luke. When speaking about children, Jesus said, It were better for a man that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. In 1994, an underground film was released titled Chicken Hawk, Men Who Love Boys. The film documented the lives of certain members of NAMBLA, 
the North American Man-Boy Love Association. The word chicken hawk is a reference in the gay community to older men who prey upon underage children, boys in particular. I have uh, all my life been attracted to younger boys. Where are the boys? Boys are everywhere. You don't have, there's not one single place. There's the, the mall, the supermarket, the street, the sports event. I can look out my window and see the school. <laughs> it's like uh, Moses uh, looking across to the promised land. He kept uh, making excuses to pull up his shirt and show me his belly. In a highly flirtatious way to any ordinary boy lover such as myself, uh, a very exciting and appealing way. Now, the Queen's vernacular is, was considered to be the number one uh, gay lexicon dictionary for, for homosexual language. 12,000 words in this, in this dictionary. And you open it up, and uh, the, their... Um, their mascot is, as was the mascot in The Advocate, a boy, a uh, boy scout in this case. And uh, the, the, the 12,000 words that are in here uh, all relate to the in-language, the, 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 in the, the cant that's being used within the, within the homosexual movement uh, amongst homosexuals. Uh, what do all these words mean? Well, they had a certain meaning for the homosexual world that, that the straight world didn't understand. It was it's another language. Very interesting because, you know, 12,000 words, well, when Webster compiled his American Dictionary to distinguish us from the English, that had 12,000 new words as well. So that we were distinct from, from the English, from, from Samuel Johnson's Dictionary. Uh, Webster said, no, we're a unique people. He had 12,000 words to show that. So this dictionary says, we are unique people. We have 12,000 words to show that. And some of those words we compiled in, in uh, we did an analysis of these words. And um, we found that the number one quoted word, the, the, in order of importance, was a chicken, which relates to boys. Chicken, a young recruit, any boy under the age of consent, heterosexual, fair of face, and unfamiliar with homosexuality. There are 254 words there that deal with sex with boys. One of the most disturbing sequences in the film Chicken Hawk were a series of interviews done with parents whose children were being openly preyed upon in a small community by this pedophile, a man named Leland Stevenson. He is shown openly preying upon underage children looking for an opportunity to molest them. What happened? Oh, you made the phone ring. Oh, well, let's see how you did that. He was so eager to tell me when his birthday was, and he was going to be 15 in less than a month on the 1st of December. And uh, this is what life is about. This is what real life is about. I would say that he was in bloom, and that's it. The flower is uh, responding to warmth. That is, I as a human being am bathing him in a certain kind of celestial warmth. The frustration of the parents interviewed in this film is not unlike that of parents across America who live in fear of seeing their children violated by sexual predators. I'd probably kill him. 
Honest, I probably would. If he would have bothered my kids. You know, they prey on these children and how they can stand up and tell people what they believe in and that there's nothing that you can do about it. I don't understand our judicial system, that's for sure. Chicken Hawk, Men Who Love Boys, stands as a powerful indicator of the damage done to America in its post-Kinsey era. We remind the audience that the group NAMBLA, who are the focus of this film, claim to take their inspiration directly from Alfred Kinsey. And while many in the gay community would deny that homosexuality is linked to pedophilia, it is worth noting that the very founder of the gay rights revolution, Harry Hay, consistently advocated the inclusion of men. If only knew the power of the dark side. relics that predate the universe itself. What lies within her appears to be one of them. The nine realms are not eternal. They had a dawn as they will have a dusk. But before that dawn, the bad is pitched in El Cologne. Reigned absolute and unchallenged. Dawn, the Coleon. Made a weapon out of that darkness and it was called the Ether. While the other relics often appear as stones, the baddest bitch in El Cologne is fluid and ever-changing. It changes matter into dark matter. It seeks out host bodies, drawing strength from their life force. Don, Don Nicoleon, sought to use the Ether's power to return the universe to one darkness. 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 Underestimate the power of the dark side. Your powers are weak. Long before the birth of light, there was darkness. And from that darkness came the baddest bitch in El Cologne. Millennia ago, the most ruthless of their kind, Don Coleon, sought to transform our universe back into one of eternal night. Such evil was possible through the power of the ether, an ancient force of infinite destruction. You underestimate the power of the dark side. Your powers are weak. Yeah, I... 
baddest bitch in El Colum. Don Coleone. The baddest bitch in El Colum. 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 The baddest bitch in El Colum. Don Coleone. You cannot escape destiny. Accept your fate. You are beaten. Yeah, the darkness is once again visible, niggas. You know what time it is. You've tuned in to WGAG Radio at this time for one reason only. To hear the greatest voice transmitting throughout cyberspace. You know who she is. The sublime oracle. The baddest bitch in El Cologne. Yeah, it's time for the Don Nicoleone Show. Underestimate the power of the dark side. The baddest bitch in El Cologne. The baddest bitch in El Cologne. Your thoughts betrayed you. Your powers are weak. So you've chosen to die here. Expect no mercy. There is no escape. You cannot escape destiny. Accept your fate. For you, triple darkness is your destiny. Do not fight your fate. You are beaten. Wasted my time. This is the end. You have yet to master the way of the Force. Don't underestimate the power of the Force. Give yourself to the dark side. 
useless to exist. Do not resist. Unwise. This is the end. Only knew the power of the dark side. Give yourself to the dark side. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Give yourself to the dark side. Do you now understand the power of the dark side? But it ends here. Now give it up for the bad bitch in El Colón. Dawn, Nicole You know, it's like that. Being the baddest bitch in El Colón. And sometimes, just because you're the baddest bitch in the El Colón. You might just want to masturbate to the affirmation. I do a cool tap of that wipe. I don't leave. I'm on alkaline. I need a fee. I shook shell alkaline. Why cool? I shook isn't feeding. I knew Farugan shell alkaline. Why alkaline isn't Farugan shell me? I need a wahid my alkaline. Why alkaline isn't wahid my me? Any Akilu and Jehu Kama Farugan shell alkaline. Waku kama farudan. Ani akilu akwenu kul dik ani akfizu fi el kolon. Kama kafiza izu lia amizu fi el kolon. Ania kabaha wakud el kolon izu ania. El kolon yakilu ani akilu. El kolon yatmalu ani abmalu. Love of the all and all love is in me. I am a part of the all and the all is a part of me. I am one with the all and the all is one with me. I can succeed as a part of the all and fail as an individual. I can be all that I wish in the all as long as my wish is to stay in the all. I'm never alone. The all is, I am. The all can, I can. The all does, I do. Great day, ladies and gentlemen. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, it's really nothing to enjoy, but learned something in that first hour. The Kinsey, uh, what is it called? The Kinsey syndrome, and being able to follow the rabbit trail or the breadcrumbs all the way up to your Playboy, Hugh Hefner your Hustler magazine, your Penthouse magazine, all the way up. And we ain't finished because I guess there is a part three coming. I'm at, what, two hours? 
into it. So I think it has maybe maybe one more hour of the Kinsey syndrome. And um, I was reading the first hour, well, the last ten minutes of the show before I went live, the um, sexual behavior in the human male by Alfred C. Kinsey. And interesting enough, in the historical introduction, that's chapter one, um, he he is, I would say, the one that would be smiling in his motherfucking grave today because reading the second paragraph of the historical introduction, he is saying that there's a lot of practicing physicians and psychiatrists and educators and teachers and all of that type of shit that is interested in this, and thus it shall be given to the youth on sex education, sexual activities, and and sexual guidance to the children. And this shit was published in 1949, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, 1949. Um, I think maybe leaving the 80s, maybe, maybe 89 that was my first introduction to sexual education. I was in um, uh, going into high school, 1990. So I don't know when they started to introduce sex education to the children, um, but I just remember taking that class in the ninth grade, sex education. Speed it up to right now. Or let's say when Obama became president, this is for real though, so that's 2008. When Obama became president is when they started to change the curriculum into basically homosexual education and slowly doing it and then boom, by what? 2000, let me see, the nigga was president 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So by 2015, going into 2016, they started to change or add to um, homosexual education into the children. And by the year... 2022 is when, or let's say last year, 21 going into 22, is when parents started seeing certain things that were explicit in in what the children was bringing home, very sick, explicit shit from the schools. And bringing into the year 2022, is where this person that you motherfuckers believe is the president of the United States, Joe Biden, and all the rest of them fuckers, threaten the parents now, but you can call it the public schools, but it's the parents that went against this type of education to their children and threaten them with 
if you don't let us mind fuck your children into homosexuality in the schools, your children will not get free lunch. <laughs> and so this Kinsey shit go back before 1940s alone, and I didn't know how, I mean, when when NAMLA pop up this time in the second part today, I didn't know, and I said to myself, how the fuck did NAMLA survive this long without motherfuckers destroying it? It is grown men fucking boys, little boys, publicly. So when that shit popped up the second fucking time, the second part, this our part two, I said, that what the fuck were men doing at this time? At that time. And at that time, when they first founded that boy-loving shit, whatever year, what the fuck was the so-called men of the world doing? that is not involved in this boy-loving men, grown men-loving boys, fucking boys, why have not this organization been destroyed? Why haven't this shit been torn the fuck down like the Black Panthers, like uh, Morris Science Temple? Why or... Like any goddamn thing else the government loves to destroy, love to infiltrate, put motherfuckers there inside of it to tear it up from the inside out and raid the motherfucker and lock up these men. But my main question is, where was the mind of fathers, uncles, grandfathers all this time? Where and they still here and they are growing. They said the last time I checked, they said that NAMLA had hundreds of millions of members. Last time I checked, maybe five, six years ago, it was probably doing Obama dumbass, his sick, twisted fucking ass. The um the gay gay um and they call gay enough glad 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 had the most lgbt had the smallest of members during that time but they were growing the smallest was still millions motherfucker glad had a little bit more millions hundreds of millions than lgbt anamla though NAMLA, NAMLA had the most, GLAD had the most, or NAMLA had the most. But at the end of the day, my question is, where the fuck was the minds of the white fathers, black fathers, Jew fathers, cracker fathers, nigger fathers? I'm missing somebody. China daddies, Ching Chong ass motherfuckers. And this shit is still here and is thriving to the point where they have changed that psychology book, eliminated 
pedophilia in it is no longer an illness. It is an affection. They recruited women to be there on TED Talk to explain the beautiful phenomenon of pedophilia psychologically. It is now in in the books as something that shall be achieved. They have appointed a black bitch as Supreme Court to to make sure that goes into law legally. Pedophilia is allowed. Where are the so-called men that claims they are the protectors for the women and children? That's not protected. You can't be. You can't be. 1949, you let these sick pedophile movements in your face grow and grow and grow in numbers and numbers and numbers and shit. (sighs) That shit is amazing to me. You let these sick-ass motherfuckers recruit. Recruit. I just can't believe this shit. Government ain't shut them down. That's pedophilia right there in your face, ain't it now? CIA, FBI, now just leave them, leave them alone. Let them, let them love on some fucking kids. Here it is, 2022. Let's just assume that it started in 1949 since he published this book just for the hell of it. How many years is that? Go to NAMLA site now and you'll find out their membership grows. Ain't nobody put a torch to that ass. Ain't nobody stopped this shit. Ain't nobody, I mean, just man is just sleep, sleeping comfortably with his little bitch in a fetus position, going to work every day and claim to be the protector of the women and children. And this shit is growing. And you... And the government always wants to say during the election it's about family and all this other type of shit. But let these son of a bitches still thrive. I can't believe that shit. I can't believe that shit. Everybody get busted, right? Everybody get busted. Everybody get fucking busted for fucking fucking kids as an individual, but not a government entity. A government fucking entity such as NAMLA? A government entity such as LGBT and GLAD? Are you fucking kidding me? And Disney World? Penthouse got away with it. Hustler Magazine got away with it. Playboy got away with it. Still getting the fuck out. This all got to be government entity, baby. All got to be government entity. All got to be government. I can't believe this shit. I can't believe this shit. And and it's in the schools. Been in the schools. Parents sleep as fuck. Parents sleep as fuck. Oh, you're going to teach my child education, sexual education. Fine with me. Hope you make an A in it. Here it is. What? I'm 46. Hmm. 20 years the fuck later, 
Damn near 20 years the fuck later, look at what they teach at the damn babies now, now. Homosexuality. That was the plan the whole damn time. That was the plan the whole time. See, when you, when you, when you let something that small appear to be that small, sex education, and you think that that shit is going to be exactly what it is, and it, that was not the plan. Anytime they put anything into play, everybody should wake the fuck up and riot. They just think this shit like, I just can't believe this shit. I can't believe the parents of the 40s, parents of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and the parents of the 80s. You just let this shit just, you just, it's amazing. You, it's amazing. It's amazing. There's no way NAMLA should still be existing. There's no way, for real. There's no way NAMLA should be fucking growing. And they all a part of this Kinsey motherfucker. And here it is, 2022. I'm through. Like, I can't believe this shit. I can't believe this shit. I just, there's no fucking way. And man rules the fucking world. Even your man, as feeble-minded and as a fucking lowlife as he is, he still rules the fucking world. And as dumb as he is, he still rules the fucking world. And as broke as he is, he still rules the fucking world. Look at this shit. And as oppressed as he is, he still rules the fucking world because he man. Because he's a goddamn man. Because he's a motherfucking man. You let this shit. You don't stop this shit. You don't put a stop to it. There's no such thing. Every time I hear a man say he care about his family, it's bullshit. I, it's all bullshit. All of y'all are the fucking same. All men care about their goddamn family. Why y'all ain't did shit about this shit? Here it is over goddamn, what is the fuck, is 49 to the year 2000. That's, oh, nip, that's over 80. That's damn near 80 goddamn years, bitch. That's 80 fucking years. And it has gotten worse. It ain't get, it, it's that's 80 motherfucking years. <laughs> 80 years, a new nigga in his 20s care about his fucking family. He got some kids now. But 80, that's 80 fucking years. And this nigga don't make it his business to know about these sick, diabolical motherfuckers to protect. Let me tell you, motherfuckers, every last one of you dick-slanging bastards in this fucking shit listening to my ass right now, you wouldn't even know shit unless Neff, Fireliners, or myself but gave it to your ass. And you claim to be a man. You claim to be a father. You claim to be a provider and a fucking protector. You wouldn't know none of this shit you motherfucking know if we didn't bring it to your ass. 
And what did you do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Who did you gather to bring the motherfuckers down? No one. No one. You didn't bring your sons. You didn't bring your uncles. You didn't bring your male friends at the job. You didn't bring no one to bring this motherfucker down so that the women and children can be protected. You didn't gather not one motherfucker. That's individualism. There is no way this shit still supposed to be here in 20-fucking-22. There is no way these motherfuckers still supposed to be running rampant on children. Your children eventually going to have fucking kids. Your children will. And you will be what you would call a granddaddy. Can't be a granddaddy if all this shit been going on under your nose and none of you daddies didn't stop it before you became a granddaddy. Knowing, knowing it's supposed to be a stop to this shit. Ain't no way in hell this shit's supposed to have been like this. There's no fucking way. There's no way that <laughs> if you're making more money than the government, they come take you down. If you're fucking more kids than the government, they take you down. If you're selling children more than the government, they take you down. If you're drugging children more than the government, they take you down. Part of the government, you niggas go to bed and don't even worry about it because the government knows what it's doing. The government let these motherfuckers file a non-profit. Now, tax exempt. It's a non-profit. It's a 5013C. We get to fuck kids and get membership. And now they have it in the schools, in the schools that these NAMLA are teachers, in the schools. In the schools, NAMLA has positioned themselves as school teachers' authority over your children. You let this shit happen. You let this shit happen. If my daddy was living right now, I'd slap the shit out that motherfucker. I ain't even gonna lie, I'd beat the hell out that motherfucker if my daddy was fucking, I would beat the shit out of his goddamn ass. Any motherfucker claim to be a daddy. Any motherfucker claim they love their fucking children out of the mouth of a fucking man, I'd beat your motherfucking ass. You don't deserve to fucking live. Don't deserve to fucking live. You just, what is the point of your existence as a male? As a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a brother, as an uncle, what the fuck is your, what's, what's your purpose? What's your point? Where in the fuck are you, why are you even here? 
Why are you even breathing? Why? I don't get it. Why are you even walking and fucking talking? I don't get this shit. I, I just, it just, it, I don't. I don't understand that shit. They say women and children can be careless, but men can't. Right now, women and children can be careless, but men can't. What the fuck you been doing? What the fuck your daddy been doing? What the fuck his daddy been doing? What the fuck his daddy daddy been doing? What the fuck? And we all end up getting your daddy's name if we marry your motherfucking ass. What the fuck have you been doing? What the fuck? It's a question. What is you? What the fuck? It's, it's fucking pathetic. It is so fucking pathetic. Now, this shit here is so fucking pathetic. This is worse than finding out all the different societies that were set up for a low-life-ass nigga to get his shit together spiritually and mentally, and it still didn't fucking work for this motherfucker. Still didn't fucking. This shit here is fucking, yo, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No way. No way. I'm going to have to say it. It's about to come out my mouth. I hate them all. <laughs> I hate them all. What's the point of, what's, what's the purpose? What's the point? To think like a fucking woman? To be in a goddamn relationship and have fucking children? or to destroy the sickness that's been fucking growing on this planet and kill it dead. If you ain't, that ain't what the fuck your purpose is, then what the fuck, why are you here? You're just like the rest of us, women. You're just like the rest of us. Peel the skin off the average man, you'll find a naked fucking woman. All he wants to be is held. And loved and treated with some goddamn respect. This is some bullshit. You'll never get it. You'll never get it with sick-ass motherfucking society and government creating a world that poisons the women and poisons the children. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you look at her like something wrong with her ass. And you look at your child like something is because of her. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, fuck you, like, this shit should not, no fucking way, no fucking way, I am so disgusted, Namla bitch go back before me and you was born, but our mamas and daddies and daddies and daddies and daddies and mamas and mamas was here, but we gonna leave the mama out, cause that bitch don't get shit but fucked, she got lobotomized, but you niggas knew exactly what the fuck y'all was doing. You white man, black man, Jew man, and Jap man, you sick-ass motherfuckers. Every last one, every generation, man knows. When a man-child is born, he knows exactly what the fuck is going on. But he doesn't organize. He don't organize. You notice that? Now, they don't organize. They don't organize. They don't organize to protect the women and children. They really don't. I've never seen it happen. I've heard them talk about it, the lure women and their children 
to their presence, but they never organize to protect the women and children. They don't. Damn shame. Don't forget, y'all, it was mothers against drunk drivers. (laughs) Mothers had to organize that shit. There's a group or an organization now that exists called Fathers. Some old shit like that. They, I don't know if they still have it, but they have a show on Blog Talk. Not sure if they still do. And this is all the fathers that have been abused by the system regarding getting rights over the the child. That's how they organize. That's how they organize. They don't organize to to protect women and children. They organize to go against the mother. That's their organization. There's another one. It's come out of Atlanta, I think, uh, called the 200 Black Men. You got that. You got all the Masons, whether they Prince Hall or or whatever the fuck they belong to, but it has nothing to do with bringing down these sick-ass motherfuckers. What do you sit and talk about when you gather? What do you sit and talk about? What's the point of organizing if you ain't bringing down this motherfucker? What's the point? This shit here is ridiculous. I don't want to hear no more black man run his motherfucking mouth. I don't want to hear no white man run his motherfucking mouth. No Jew man, Jap man, Chinese man, fuck every last one of them. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Y'all let these motherfuckers run rampant before we were born. And you still letting these son of a bitch. Now they done kicked the dough into the school system, daycares, private school, all this shit. Are you fucking kidding me? And you still want your child to be educated by these son of a motherfucker. What a man are you? You are, you are such a goddamn confused woman like the bitch you laying with. This shit here, it's no escaping this shit as long as you got some weak-ass men. It's not, it's going to keep growing. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It ain't, it's not going to stop. It's not, it's never over because men are happy in the fetus position at night. They don't give a fuck about their children. They don't give a fuck about the women in their lives, the daughters in their lives. They don't give a shit. I saw a post. It said that, listen to this goddamn post. This shit says some shit like this. It said, men need emotional support from men. And it needs sexual support from women. Some shit like that. Some shit like it says something like that. I don't feel like finding it. I ain't want to share it. So it said men need emotional emotional something from from men, and it needs sexual something from women. 
And uh, so, oh, it's it's a motherfucker, man. It's a motherfucker. It's just it's a it's a motherfucker, man. I just, boy, welcome to the planet fucking Earth. Welcome to the planet goddamn Earth. I got one more thing to vent at. This is a quick vent. You ready for this? While I was listening to that shit, first hour, part two, Kenzie Syndrome, I just had this moment of Neff show where she uh, mentioned um, T.D. Jakes. Remember what T.D. Jakes said? And what? And then um, the last little moments of uh, hot damn politics last night. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, um, shit. Women have become masculine, as you know, like they say. You know, women want to be men; they become masculine. Then I had a flash of Dr. York in the 80s or 90s talking about, you know, raise your daughters to be feminine, not masculine and shit. (laughs) I just realized that the males of every generation, I don't give a fuck. You can put a color on them or not. Put a race to them or not. You can put an age to them or not. I don't give a fuck. But... All the males, even your ancestors, have been nothing more than a confused woman. You want us feminine. We join a feminist movement. That's a problem. You don't want us masculine. You want us feminine. So we get around feminine bitches, and let's call it the feminist movement, that's a goddamn problem. Which one is it, bitch? Which one is it, you fucking confused whore? Which one is it? If we're feminists, then we should join a group of women that are feminists. That's what you want us. Don't want us masculine. You want us feminine. Now we feminist because we're feminine, and that's a problem. So the opposite of feminine and the opposite of being feminist is masculine and masculinity. You don't want us feminist, but you want us feminine. The fuck is <laughs> You talk about some serious crazy making, okay? Crazy making. That's crazy making. That is crazy fuck. I don't give a fuck about that. that's some crazy making ass shit. Which one is it, motherfucker? Woo! <laughs> 
This shit wild as fuck. Wild as fuck. Fuck all that shit. Why don't you just tear down the alphabet first before you tear us down? Why don't you shrink these sick-ass alphabet motherfuckers, L-G-B-T-Q-N-P? Why don't you fuck their ass up, crazy make them motherfuckers first? Why don't you crazy make fuck up glad, G-L-A-A-D, whatever the fuck that is, fuck them ass motherfuckers up? And why don't you fuck up NAMLA, N-A-M-B-L-A, do all that shit first? The feminist movement is not a threat to you, bitch. Or unless the only threat to man is the feminist movement, but GLAD, NAMLA, LGBT, CIA, NSA, Homeland Security, GOVT doesn't oppose a threat. Just women that wakes the fuck up do. None of these don't oppose a threat to your system, to your rulership, I reckon, to your dominion, does it? You don't really give a fuck about women and children if you ain't fucking up them alphabets I just fucking goddamn said. Nah, women are your threat. Women Women is your thorn, not gay-ass faggots that want to fuck your son. Not your gay-ass government that wants to sexually pervert your daughters and your son. Them not a threat. Not the government that wants to poison your children with drugs. Poison their minds. They, it's, it's just women who woke the fuck up. It's just it's just women who woke the fuck up is your threat. Man, don't give a fuck about women or children. They don't. Because none of this shit would exist. The Kinsey Institute is still rocking right the fuck now. The Kinsey Institute is still on and fucking popping. Rockefeller is making a hell of a lot of goddamn money. Penthouse Playboy out of Still here to fucking day. But you want to destroy the feminist movement. You don't like women who think for themselves. You don't like women who are overly protective with their children. So you form an egg, egg, uh, fucking organization, a non-profit one of that, with men that snatches the children away from the mama. This is a fucking, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. I just can't believe this shit. God, we sitting here, Nelf, boy, you fireliners, may she, wherever she at, and I'm just going to throw myself in the circle. I wouldn't have known none of this shit. I wouldn't be enraged today. 
don't let the don't let the woman know about this. Men kept this all this shit a secret. I found out about Namla by way of a woman. I ain't find out shit by way of man fucking man. You hear me? Man protects man. Man do not protect woman and child, mother and child. You hear me? Man has been protecting man knowingly or unknowingly. And this what this shit meant, this motherfucker him. Look how big this shit done grew. Look at this shit. Ah, uh, and woman stands behind that motherfucker as a form of protection to this sick-ass son of a bitch. No fucking way. No fucking way. Oh, this is ridiculous. <sighs> Man still going off on women twerking. But there's a whole got there's 250 million fucking black men twerking with oversized spider legs ass fucking eyelashes and G-strings. But we are a disgrace. We are a disgrace. We, we are a disgrace, but this nigga ain't. The motherfucker with the long hair, long nails, tight ass fucking thong on, named Bob, ain't a fucking disgrace? No, you are. You being a woman is a disgrace. You being in touch with your sensuality, sexuality, your feminality, you bitch is a fucking disgrace. These homo-ass men ain't no fucking disgrace. No, they're our brothers, and we are our brother's keeper. We become our sister's keeper. We get torn to pieces. We protect our sisters. We protect our daughters. We protect ourselves. We become man-haters. This shit here is wild. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. I've been hearing for 40 years men complaining about men and they did nothing. And they did nothing. I've been hearing for... Forty years, black man complaining about man, white man, his own man, and did nothing. Thirteen years doing WGAG radio, I've been hearing black man complain about white man, and yet they did nothing. But for the past. Eight years, I have never heard black man complain 
about faggot man, tranny man, drag queen man. He just didn't do nothing at all. He didn't even complain about the shit in the schools, the faggot shit of Disney putting it in their children's movies, nothing. But when it comes to him as a man, he complains what the white man does. But he doesn't complain about what the white man does to his children, only to his fucking self. Only about him every fucking time. Every time. And when he complains about the white man, Giving his woman the fucking job is because it's an attack at him. See? It's an attack at him. It's not an attack to the woman and he's standing up for her. It's an attack at him. You understand? This is why he complains. Because it's an attack at him, but he still do nothing about it. He don't provide the job for his woman to be CEO of, or for his, he doesn't come, he doesn't provide that. He, hello, is this thing going? So he does nothing but complains. He does nothing but complain. You're going to provide the fucking job so your wife, your daughter, your sister can work for, can work it, motherfucker. No, you fucking complaining because this cracker has attacked your manhood, your ability to build a Fortune 500 company from the ground up and put your daughter and your wife and your sister and your mama in it, motherfucker. So that's an attack at you. You didn't complain when they started sticking cups up the woman's pussy. You didn't complain when they started giving a bitch a pill to fucking take every day. You didn't complain when the bitch even got a shot in her body and it stays there for six years. You didn't complain about that because that's not an attack on you. You didn't complain. You're not a protector. You didn't complain, man. You was just right there making sure that the bitch got the cup inside her pussy so you can still use her as a dumping ground, as a toilet stool. You didn't complain when she got the fucking birth control shot as long as you can still dump in the bitch. Yet her body was deteriorating. You don't complain because you don't give a fuck about the woman, women. You really don't. As long as it's not an attack on you. He's saying it. Very selfish. Very selfish. Very selfish. Tell me. Selfish. You won't organize to bring this son of a bitch down. Because it's not an attack on you. You won't. 
but it's a lot of male organizations, a lot of dominating male organizations, all of them, all dominated by men. All members, men, black men, white men, Jew men, Chinese men, all of them. Organization is to organize. What the fuck are you organizing? You know, y'all just go get together for emotional support. You go home and you fuck the bitch next to you for sexual goddamn support. Period. That's it. That's all this shit is. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all I can see. And again, which is why I'm for abortions. Because as long as y'all ain't destroying this sick, perverted, sexual, poisonous fucking system, we shouldn't give them another child. We shouldn't birth another child on this fucking planet. So the men that are still alive tear this son of a bitch down. You understand? There is no fucking way. We we are breeding children to be mind fucked, body fucked, spiritual fucked every goddamn time. Always after the children, but man believes everybody's after him. He's a dumb fuck or he's a stupid motherfucker. He just thinks that everything is about him. Everything is about They gave the black woman a job to make black women not want us interested. We don't want to be interested in us no more. This ain't. Nigga, you don't think the black bitch need a job to take care of what the fuck she got to take care of? No. It's about her not needing up. <laughs> it's always, it's, it's everything, you know, you got to make everything about you. Well, please make this NAMLA shit about you, motherfucker. Please make this LGBT about you, motherfucker, and stop them son of a bitches fucking up the kids. But it's difficult to make that about you, ain't it? Because <laughs> the children ain't you. The children ain't you. The children ain't you, motherfucker. It's not a threat to you. The children, them fucking the kids, mine ain't got shit to do with you. Ain't that some shit? It ain't got nothing to do with you, so these motherfuckers get to stay here, okay? Ah, somebody pull up how many members NAMLA got today. Don't you got a son or a son? You can get two fucks. <laughs> You could give two fucks. You could give two fucks. You don't give a fuck. Because it ain't really at you. And you done already told yourself. If my son be gay, I'll probably lose my mind, but that's my son. I accept it. Well, you know what? The psychic driving is done by this system, and you still haven't picked up a rock to throw it at the motherfucker. It's amazing. The movie Manhunter. Oh, you don't watch Manhunter Day One. The movie Manhunter. Graham said, "Children means nothing to me. I know they were put here to help me." <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> 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 
Girl, that's a man for your ass. You hear me? Because if you look at it outside of Manhunter, girl, I always have to stab a nigga in his fucking neck every time he mentioned my children doing something for them. I shanked it. My daddy tried that shit, motherfucker. Leave my children's name out your fucking mouth, bitch. My children ain't doing nothing for your fucking ass. You got your own son, bitch. You got you you got your own nah, motherfucker, keep mine out your fucking mouth. Doc tried that shit. Keep mine out your fucking mouth. You're not using my children, bitch. You motherfucker. I don't play that shit. I do not play that shit. Naturally, unnaturally, actually, is what they think every fucking time. That's why, for real, children means nothing to men. They were put here to help them. (laughs) That's how they see that shit. That's exactly how they see it. I'm telling you. That's how they see it. Don't matter, your children, my children, her children, everybody fucking kids. Like, what the fuck? The agents show up to the schools and look at your children because the white man sees that they were here to help them. And you get them all dressed up and, 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 and worked out and all that shit, and the white man shows up and pick them to help this motherfucker stay in power. You groom them. You groom your male child and your female child for man so that he can get the help. But when you groom them to help themselves and not man, oh, man has a fit. Man has a fit. I've read a post where this bitch said women are grooming their daughters to help themselves. And that is so wrong. You're grooming your daughters to be independent of man so that she won't need them. Well, because man thinks that everybody is born for him and only him to help him. That's all that shit is. Help, Help you in what, bitch? You man, you don't need no help. But that's what it is, motherfucker. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what the fuck it is. I don't even know what the fuck that word means. Pretentious. Great day, Nanya. Lord have mercy. Y'all want to hear some of this goddamn sexual behavior in the human male? I have a son. Some of you have sons. Maybe some of you don't give a fuck. But goddamn it. They done fuck, yo, and we wonder why every generation, the males of our generation, is mentally sexed the fuck out. This is why. They do it to the males first. The females will comply. They mind fuck the young males, and the females will lay on her back. She will let them, whether it's by force or power of suggestion, 
some form of submission, it's a motherfucker. I want off this bitch. I need all. I need to be off this. I've got to get the fuck off this motherfucker. Oh, I can't stand to be around them. You hear me? I cannot stand to be around them motherfuckers. I hate them. I can't stand. I don't understand why bitches even do it. Put it be fucking helping these sick fucks. Stay a sick fuck. I don't understand that shit. Every woman has their price, huh? Boy, I tell you. Throw them all up on the damn pole. So all, I mean, this shit done got real wild now. You understand me? This shit here, I am so done. I am so fucking done. What the fuck do you what? I feel like I'm the only one fighting. And I'm just hitting the air. I'm just fighting the air. That's all. I'm just fighting the fucking air. Fighting the air. I ain't hitting nothing, girl. I ain't hit nothing, J1. I'm just fighting the fucking air. I am just yelling in a world where nobody exists. No one. Oh, I got something for y'all. Let me give y'all this now. Listen to me before I lose it, before I forget. You motherfuckers that sing three numbers, Three of the same numbers, I found out, I figured out what the fuck it is. When people see, let's say, all ones or all sevens on the clock or four, four, four or three, three, three or seven, 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 nine, 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 five, 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 and all that goddamn shit, I'm going to give it to you motherfuckers. And whatever you do with it is what you do with it. You can share it to a motherfucker that's been seeing reoccurring, reoccurring numbers and shit like that. You ready? You're going to hear it from here first. Because Google, your AI, your dumbass fucking mortals know nothing about it. I'm about to tell you what that is. Those series of numbers that y'all see throughout the day or every fucking day, whether it's on a person's license plates, whether you're watching television and the number pops up, whatever the fuck it is, I finally know what it is. It hit me yesterday. You want me to tell you? If you don't want me to tell you, I ain't going to tell you why you saying numbers. Three numbers are the same. Now I know why. I don't see them. But others see them. I used to see them when I was younger. had no idea what it was. But I don't see reoccurring numbers. So, okay, I'll tell you essentially. Those numbers are basically a dial-up number. Those are your those are dial-up numbers. You and everybody else that see them have no idea that that is a dial-up number. Because you are stuck in thinking, okay, back then, back then, Listen to me close. Way back then, they were given three numbers to dial, call an extension, 
Follow me? Then they added four numbers to it that made it seven numbers, or five, six, seven. They kept adding numbers to it. Now you have ten digits, ten dial-up numbers, yes or no, right? They're dial-up. Remember I said they're dial-up numbers, boys and girls? Well, girls. So now you believe in ten digits to dial-up. You understand? You got it? So this 333 or 222 or 111 or 777 or whatever the fuck it is, those are the initial initial dial-up numbers from the very beginning. You understand? That's why we have 999, 9 to the ninth power, 9, 333, 111, 444, 555, 666, 777, 888, you know, whatever it is, it all consists of three digits. Follow me closely. What did I say initially? They're dial-up numbers. So whether you're seeing three of a kind of a numeric number or in a different pattern, whether it's 167 you keep seeing or 843 you keep seeing, it doesn't fucking matter. Those are dial-up numbers. So what you're going to do is you're going to do away with believing that you have a 10-digit system, 10-digit nine uh, dial-up, or um, from before they added what they call the area code. Now, interesting enough, area codes are three digits. So 404, 470. Now, what's your area code? 510. Um, anybody else start throwing in your area codes? Those are three digits, right? In Hollywood, everything was five, five, five initially. Five, 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 five. They would say five, five, five. Okay, got it. So, exchange seven, seven, zero. Absolutely. So, just think of this shit, right? Those are dial-up numbers. Got it. Now. What are they used for when you see them recurring in your life, those three-digit numbers? Sorry to tell you. You ain't going to believe me. Now I'm about to tell you. Got it? You ready for me to tell you? That is your distant someone on the other side giving you the number to die. So if you keep seeing 444, 444 on the clock, you need to dial it. Yeah, that's them. That's their phone number. It consists of three digits. That's their phone number. Or if you keep seeing, you know, whatever numbers you keep seeing, Write it down, call it. That's them. That's their number. That's their phone number before you believe in 10-digit numbers. 
or a seven fucking digit number. That's their phone number, J1. Now, anything else I could uh, solve for you, motherfuckers? Whose number? Whoever, whoever it is, what you would consider dead. That's them making contact with you, Essential and Brian. That is whoever you think is dead, that's them trying to give you their number so you can call them. That's why why I said y'all won't believe it, but that's who it is. That's who it is. It don't matter. They could have died... um, a month ago, and you've been seeing numbers after that. Nobody actually really follows the transition all the way through. So, you know, so if somebody transition and these numbers popping up or whatever like that or something, whatever, or somebody from the past, those numbers start popping up. You wake up, it's 444. You end up looking at your phone and somebody's phone number you meet is 444. It's all that shit. All of those are them trying to communicate to you. Need you to make that call. Okay? Got it? All right, so if you start seeing a particular reoccurring number, that's what it is. I got to call Tierra and let her know because she calls me every time. Mom, what does it mean? What does it mean? So I had to... You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell a motherfucker what it is. I've, I've known people met for this past three years. You know, saying keep, you know, even people on social media will will say, I keep seeing this number every day and don't know what the fuck it means and all of that. I don't do no response, no reply because I can't give you that until I know exactly what it is. And that's their phone number. I was minding my business as I always do, smoking a cigarette on a treadmill, playing my video games simultaneously, and boom. They said those are numbers of contact. People are trying to make contact with one, with somebody. Why that is why they have those reoccurring numbers keep showing up with them. It's because someone is trying to tell them call me. It's their dial up number. It's their dial up number, y'all. So I hope that helps. And so if you know anybody. Um, that 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 mentions they keep seeing you know the same numbers over and over again. Share that information whether they accept it or not, but that's what it is. No one has been able to explain it until right now to say exactly that's what it is. That's why. That's what that shit is. All right. It's the phone numbers. It's, it's your loved one's number on the other side, or a boyfriend that died, or a child that you aborted, or some old shit could be anybody. But answer it. But make the call and find out who the fuck it is on you know on the other end, or as we say, on the other side of the phone. <laughs> That's what that is. I had something else too to give y'all, but now I don't forget. Damn, it was one more thing. Now it's gone. But that's it. So I hope that helps. Does that help Essential? Because I know you're into this uh, high shit. You know? So do that help? Did that help? 
So, yeah. That's that. Okay. Um, we don't necessarily have to do anything physical. But if you organize properly all the minds, we, we can fuck them up. So, brothers, you ain't really got to put your body in harm's way. But everything I fucking said in that 10 o'clock hour up to right now, I fucking mean it. Y'all got to do something about this shit. Because to be honest with you, if I organize the mothers, the sisters, the daughters, and we do it, we going to turn our mind right against your goddamn ass because what's the fucking point? What is the, what is the point of your existence? What is the purpose of you breathing? What, some male got to answer that for me. What the fuck is the point? What's the point? If we, for I'm, I'm for real. If we got to do every goddamn thing, then what the fucking purpose? What is? What's the point of your existence if we got to do every goddamn thing? When I say everything, I mean everything. Even for your ass, we got to do this shit. What the fuck is the point of your existence? What's the point of you breathing? You're useless. You're just fucking useless. You useless. I'm. That's it. Fuck. You're goddamn useless. I'm, I'm sick of that shit. Every fucking day, it's always something that you motherfuckers supposed to be destroying, <laughs> and you don't. You don't do it, but you destroy. Your own family, but you can't destroy this diabolical fucking entity that exists because you're the reason why you don't have one today. I mean, I'm starting to think that all men on the planet have an eternal pact with one another. Whether you for what they do, or you are against what they do. But you have an eternal pact to do nothing. That must have been a pact made of all male species. Because y'all are created equal. Because that's the only thing I can come up with. I can't come up with shit else. Other than goddamn y'all made an eternal goddamn. An everlasting pact. Goddamn it. An everlasting pact. Everlasting Pac-Man or some shit got to be. Because I don't understand, I don't get how the fuck this shit just get completely out of fucking hand like this by man and man does nothing about it. Dr. York said in the <laughs> Teachers of Teachers class, it's the only time man do something about them. The women will not be uh, working in the stores no more because they done got beside themselves. 
handle that quick. Solve that problem. The women need to be fully clothed. Solve that problem. Women's eyes need to be looking down. Solve that problem. <laughs> problem solve all, I mean, all throughout. A woman should be silent. Solve that problem. She is a fertile ground for you. Solve that problem. <laughs> God damn, y'all can solve the problem with women, but can never solve the problem with men. Ugh, it's got to be an everlasting pact. All men have made prior to coming through the body of a woman. Got to be. Because no problems are solved with man because that's not the agreement. Woman is single, you solve that problem, brother. Now the bitch is your slave, female servant, wife. Dumping ground for you. Bed winches. Solve that fucking problem. Y'all had gangs before I was born. Gangster disciples. Black boys killing each other. Men distributing the drugs to women and its own brothers, and you let that shit happen, and now you complain like a fucking white woman and a black woman. It's the man's fault. (laughs) The man put this shit, but you didn't solve the problem. You didn't solve the problem. No, you didn't solve the problem because that's a man thing. That's what the man wanted to bring the drugs in and to give it out and appoint certain men to be the drug dealers. That's an everlasting pact. That's everlasting, ain't it? Everlasting. It's not that women get pregnant. It's not that women get pregnant. That's not the issue. That's a problem solved. Girl get pregnant problem solved. But the problem is she ain't got a man. She needs a man. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. But the killings keep coming in your man black community. Brothers are killing brothers. This is before I was born. But that's not a problem. It's not a problem. That's not a problem. What are we going to do to stop it? You know that's not a problem. You know that's not a problem. The problem is girls walking around pregnant that ain't married. That's the problem. 
We got to solve that. Not the black-on-black males killing each other. We got to look at this goddamn bitch that ain't married with a baby. That's the problem. We got to put a man in a damn life. Problem solved. <laughs> problem solved, goddammit. Not the brothers killing each other. Not the black man selling dope to your mother and your daddy. That's not the problem because a black man, white man, Jew man made an everlasting pact that those are not problems. The only problem is we got to get the girls to act like a lady. Problem solved. Problem solved. All the problems are dealing with females, not males, because males made an everlasting pact that, brother, you ain't got no problem. So you can keep getting away with this shit. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. They don't yell that women are in prison at a higher rate. No, they yell that our brothers and sons and fathers are in prison at a higher rate. That is it. That's a problem. We got to do something about that. If all, if a whole bunch of bitches was locked up, there would be no word called prison reform. Hello, you there? Is this thing going? There will be no such thing as a prison reform. There won't be no goddamn hoe-ass fucking Albanian bitch trying to be a lawyer and help women in prison <laughs> get the fuck out, okay? That would not be a problem. That would be something that men would overlook, because we can still get the bitch pregnant while she's in prison. She can stay in that bitch. Because men like imprisoning women. So that's no fucking problem. That's not a problem. He'll imprison you in his life. He'll imprison you in the prison system. Because that's not a problem. That's not a problem. You're still fuckable. You're still breedable. So no matter where this bitch at, do you understand there's a country where they hang women's shoes, over 60,000 women's shoes? Women hung them shoes up because to man, that's not a problem. To man, that's not a problem. Did you know that? Women hung the shoes up of every woman that was murdered and girl by man. Man would never see that as a problem. Man sees the government sending 500,000 men to fight a war and they come back dead and fucked up as a problem. Some murdered, some captured. That's a problem. That's a problem. 
That's a problem. <laughs> we got to do something about that. That's a problem. We got to go in and save the rest of them that's captured. That's a problem. Missing children. I wouldn't have never known that they made laws on the missing children and names, made names of laws on missing children. Man can give no fucks. Could give no fucks. That's not really a problem. It's not a problem, is it? Wow. Wow. Anyway, he's much in la-la land or have an everlasting pact with what all man does. Man don't even speak of the atrocities that the China man do to the China girl. You know that? They drag that bitch out the fucking house and force her to have an abortion if it's a girl child. Man all over the world could give two fucks because that's not the problem. It is not the problem. We on our cycles. Our emotional states um, change. And that's not a problem. Anything we go through is not a problem. We just carry eight-pound baby through our bodies for a long damn time, travails and bleeding and laboring and drug the fuck up. And he turns to the doctor and say, when can I fuck the bitch? Six weeks, Tyrone. Because you going through your shit is not his problem. <laughs> you going through his shit is not his problem. I'm telling you he don't give no fuck. There is an agreement. Six six six. The man, he that has an ear, let him hear. That the number of a man is six six six. All of them, girl. That's all of them. You hear me? All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. You ever um, heard a man ask another man how his wife doing? And if you ever heard a man replies, she's doing much better. I left her alone. She's getting herself together. She's working on herself. (laughs) God damn it. Not. Not, not, that shit is not going to come out of his mouth because that's not the mission. That's not the part, that's not the everlasting pact. She will bruise his head and he will bruise her heel. Guess who's the serpent seed is, now? It's number 666. Man, man is your devil. Man is your devil. I have not met a man that is not the devil. 
that I didn't have to bruise his motherfucking head when he tried to bite at my goddamn heel. I have, and this government is the fucking devil. The men that participates in the government is the fucking devil. It's all, they all the goddamn devil. And the woman ain't woke up yet to realize that she is sleeping with the devil. She's working for the devil. She's breeding for the devil. She's even learning from the devil. She don't know. She don't goddamn know. She don't know. She doesn't know. I ain't seen no motherfucking person adverse to this shit. And adversity. I haven't. All the black movements, white movements, mixed biracial movements, or entities, or enterprises, or companies, not against, I mean, what the fuck? How the, how the hell do you sleep at night? <laughs> how can anybody sleep at night, which I don't sleep at night? How can anybody sleep at night? I want war, and it's a sad goddamn thing. I can't get it. I want war. Guess who I have to war with? Every fucking man on this goddamn planet, starting with the men that claim to know me. I have to war with them motherfuckers first. Because naturally, we sat for a long time hoping that man was going to do something, whether it's our man, our man, daddy, man, husband, man, brother, man, uncles, man, friend. We sat for a long fucking time, generations. More girls, child, were born and just sitting, waiting, and hoping that this nigga here will put an end to this shit. You know, white man, Jew man, Russia man, China man, they create weapons of mass destruction against each other when they do some fucked up shit. You know? When 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 one or the other does some fucked up shit, man, you know, black man has weapons of his own. What the fuck is that shit for, nigga? What are the weapons for? I watch black men show up to a government apology to three governments apologies like a mayor apologized to niggas or a councilman apologized to white people apologizing to niggas for the record and they show up and do nothing but accept the apology of the men that did these things you know you understand what I'm saying 
I watched them apologize. Y'all can pull it up. I watched them apologize to black people publicly for fucking up, doing that shit to the uh, to the goddamn Tuskegee experiment on them niggas and bitches, and they just accept the apology. Well, listen here. I heard Dr. York say this in the 80s, that it's Jews still to this day that are looking for the goddamn Nazis and killing them dead. And it was one Nazi motherfucker that was dying in a hospital, being treated to stay alive for however long, and the Jews still slit that motherfucker's throat. Fuck it. He's not going to die without being murdered. <laughs> For what the fuck? And mind you, what's wild is that these are like descendants of Jews. Like how black people like to say they are descendants of African slaves and shit. But what? They went and found them motherfuckers and killed them themselves once they were freed from the ghetto camps in Germany. Do y'all follow where I'm going with this shit? Please tell me. They sought revenge, baby. These were the children of the fucking Jews. They sought revenge. The men sought revenge. Okay? And all the black man wants is an apology. Every 10 years, he wants an apology. Every 10 years, he wants an apology. Ain't that something? Oh, if I was a black man, I'd be dead. I'll be dead. You hear me? I wouldn't be that black man with the afro and a beret speaking on a loud fucking mic, telling the white man, I want free lunch for my children. I wouldn't be the black man that end up being in prison for being a political uh, revolutionist motherfucker, political prisoner. I'll be dead. You hear me? I will be dead. That's the truth. If I was a black man, I'd be dead. But I would have taken out as many of them motherfuckers. The ones that experimented on the niggas in Tuskegee. The ones that cut the dicks off of the black prisoners to get the cure for their herpes. No, not herpes, hepatitis. I would be 
killing every last one of these motherfuckers. There would not be a born child of any of these motherfuckers on the planet because they, I would kill them all if I was a black man and eventually they would find me and kill me. I would only die being a warrior, not a motherfucker that runs his mouth and gathers the fucking people. I would die being an assassin, okay, not being assassinated, okay, because I'm some black-ass fucking leader, revolutionary. No, I would be an assassin that has been assassinated if I was a black man, okay? There is no way I would be that nigga that have gathered Jamaicans and I got votes for them and they imprisoned me and I get out of prison and they killed me. I wouldn't have been that nigga. Ain't no way I'm going to gather black fucking men to run from this cracker. I would gather black men to kill every fucking cracker on this fucking planet and die trying. I would not gather black men to be more and then I'm murdered or assassinated because I'm interested in black men only arming them with a book. I would not be that black man. If I was a black man, I would be dead because I killed so many crackers if I was a black man. I would be an assassin and raise my black men because I am my brother's keeper to help me kill them all and poison their water where they live and poison their food that they eat. If I was a black man, I would be an assassin. I wouldn't stand there and accept every 10 years a generation of a Caucasian apologizing for what you've done, what your great-grandfather did, and accept it and go home. I would kill you dead right on that podium when you open your mouth to apologize to a group of niggas. I will not be that black man that gather motherfuckers to walk a march on Washington and only to be assassinated from running my goddamn mouth on some free-at-last bullshit. No way. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. There is not one nigger in nigger history or a group of niggers in nigger history that was assassined like the Jews, assassinated as many motherfucking Nazis as they goddamn can. But there is man. But there are plenty of niggers that assassinate Brother Mr. Whiting. It's amazing. 
You kill for him, but you won't kill for me. But if I was a black man, I would be known as the greatest assassin ever lived. There would not be any fucking cracker. A cracker would have to run his ass and his bitch back to the caucus mountain for fear that my nigga gang will find you and kill you. I don't understand and he wants respect. You want respect. You better be glad there ain't a bitch on this planet that thinks like me. You can get away with that fictitious bullshit. With that fake deceiving ass to your black ass child and your black ass bitch and your black ass mama and all the rest of them motherfuckers. God damn it. You better be glad there's not all black women on this planet with the fucking mentality of Don Nicole, y'all. You better be fucking thankful. You better be glad your daughter don't even have this shit. Because you look as if you are somebody great in their eyes, and you ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. Your daddy, daddy ain't shit. You know that white man is bold, because he know the black man ain't going to do a goddamn thing. You know he bold. You know what state. This haunts me. This haunts me every fucking day. When I heard that white boy say, we got to go after the black fucking race and inoculate them. Bold than a motherfucker. Bold. And then gonna fix his mouth so eloquently to Putin and say, Putin, you're wrong for blocking us from the black people in Russia. That's hunting to me. And black man does nothing. Black man has been, he ain't did a goddamn thing. Nothing. You ain't had nobody great, nigga. No, but you, Ali, ain't no great motherfucker. He just ran his mouth and got killed. They will kill you because they don't fear you. They're not afraid of you. You run your mouth. We kill you. <laughs> I can't believe this shit. They're not afraid of you. They're not afraid of you. They wasn't afraid of your daddy. Your daddy, daddy. Your daddy, 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 daddy. Because they don't fear you. They don't fear your sons. They don't fear your husbands. They don't fear your brothers. They don't fear your uncles. They don't fear your father. Your father, your son, your husband, your brothers, all they want is respect. But they don't want to be feared. So they act. They act girly, 
They act girly for the respect. Because respect is different from being feared. Respect is you would pattern your mind, your lifestyle for respect. You would pattern your life for whoever you want to respect you in their eyes so that you can get the approval from them. But fear, you would base your life to make them fear you and fuck their goddamn respect. You groom your sons to be respectable. You groom yourself to be respectable, but not to be feared. Yep. Cleaned up your act so you can be respected, but not feared. Ain't that something? That's what that shit is. They just pass on respect from father to son and son to son and father to son just and just it's all about respect, son. And who shall respect me? How should I earn that respect? You dress like this, you act like this, you talk like this, you walk like this, you read this book, you get all this fucking education from this cracker, and he will respect you. You dress in his attire, he will. you speak the way he's speaking, he will respect you. You move into his neighborhood, and you can afford the same shit he has, and he will respect you. And look at the goddamn cracker Jew. The same motherfucker that you groom your son for, they are afraid of the Jews. They are afraid of the Jews. He is afraid of China man too. He's afraid of the Russian man too. This German shepherd motherfucker is not afraid of you. It's fucked up when a dog ain't afraid of you. It runs to you and put its nose up to your balls and know you won't do a damn thing about it. (laughs) Yep. All about respect, no fear. He respects you when you fuck your family up. He respects you. He respects you, but he don't fear you. He don't fear you. This motherfucker came in with guns blazing. 
you know, while a black man was sleeping with his pregnant woman and a whole bunch of niggas was there and they had guns, but not man one of them crackers that bust in was hit. They said, get down. Every nigga got down, laid the guns down, you know, and hit the floor. What's the point of having a gun if you're going to lay it down and hit the floor? What's the point? What's the point? Think about it. What, who does that? Black man. The fear in his eyes. You're equally matched, sir. You're equally matched. Y'all both have the same amount of guns that they came in. Yours was even bigger. But you're equally fucking matched in weaponry. But you have to listen to the master command. Lay down. Get down. Drop your weapons or I'll shoot. You obey that motherfucker. It's really hard to respect someone that disobeys you. But it's so easy to respect someone that obeys you. You cannot respect someone that disobeys you. You know that? Anybody have a disrespectful child, as you like to say? How can you respect that disrespectful child that disobeys you? Nah, you fear that goddamn child. That's why you do exactly what the fuck it says when it says. You only fear the disobedient ones. You don't respect it. Fear shows up. You do what it says. Anyway, 10 minutes remaining until we go into overtime, but I'm just putting this, it's got to get this shit out my head because no man is worthy. He has been tested and tested and tried and still ain't proven worthy. He's just going to die talking, but not busting back. He's afraid to die. Life is only for the brave, those that are not afraid to die. Them Jews ain't afraid to die. The white man ain't afraid to die, but that never is afraid to die. 
So he's a talker, and he still dies. He runs his mouth like a bitch, and he still dies. Instead of busting the fuck back. I don't want to die running my fucking mouth, end up on a poster board. I'm going to die, I'm going to take some motherfuckers with me. If I was a man. If I was a black man. The only man, and this is the truth, that I have seen literally got all these other men around them and used them as a fucking weapon. You know? as a weapon against their enemy. Black man, you must ain't got no goddamn enemies. You just got male friends and y'all ain't got no enemies. You got a son and y'all ain't got no enemies. You just, what the fuck when you get together, what the fuck do you do? You just sit and talk and drink? What the fuck? Y'all just go there like y'all ain't, like, y'all was just, y'all just have been, been protected since the existence of Nubians on this fucking, like, hey, shit, the fuck, you better look at Somalia, nigga. It's a known fact, which I denied. I denied this fact. It's on record, and Don denied it. Black people, black men educated me on this shit, and I still denied it. They said that Bill Gates fucked up black people in Africa. I denied that. And this motherfucker still talking. And he's still talking, and this is the information y'all fucking knew before you told my black ass, which I denied it. I was like, bullshit. Nah. Can't be. Billy is good. And I happened to see the shit five, six, seven, eight, ten years later, and you mean to tell me, brother, that motherfucker still doing the shit. To this day, y'all ain't put a stop to it. Listen, this motherfucker has been killing blacks forever. And your daddy, 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 daddy knew about it. Your daddy, 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 daddy knew about it. Your daddy, daddy, daddy knew about it. Your daddy, daddy, daddy knew about it. Your daddy, daddy knew about it. Your daddy knew about it. Now you a daddy know about it, and you do fucking nothing. Oh, my goodness. You do nothing. I can't believe this shit. You done, we done sat there and watched this motherfucker get married. We done said watch Bill Gates get married. We done said watch Bill Gates 
goddamn get, get, got a daughter now. We don't watch Bill Gates goddamn get divorced. We don't watch him go to another country and another country. We don't watch them sit there at a motherfucking 201 event. We don't watch all this shit. We don't watch them go back to Africa, fuck up and poison the damn chickens. We don't watch that. And you, and, you, and you do nothing. God damn, you afraid to die. You are afraid to die. Meanwhile, one little white boy, God damn, one white boy, come on now, one white boy, Bill Gates had to have been 20 years old, tried to stop that motherfucker, just one white boy, threw a goddamn pie in his face in the crowd. Nigga, you can't even get a pie made. Okay, fine. I understand. You want to be respected. But at least make history by throwing a pie in this motherfucker's face. You can't even do that. Another motherfucker. Bush. Baby Bush. Running his goddamn mouth. A fucking weak-ass man throws a shoe at that nigga and made history. You can't even take your shoe off and knock these motherfuckers outside, outside the head when they run in their mouth. You won't even do that. You won't even do that. Okay. You don't have to bang bang. But God damn, nigga, get your bitch to make a pie and show up and shove it in their fucking face. What's wrong with the shoes on your feet? You don't want to throw the shoe at the motherfucker. Ah. I just don't get this shit. <laughs> it's just some shit. I just don't, I don't understand what the fuck. What you afraid of, baby? What, what you afraid of? You got political prisoners in your race that went straight to prison from running their fucking mouth and still in that bitch to this day. Some finally got out. Geronimo Pratt. All he did was ran his mother in Motherfucker, what is the fuck? What man? We don't even have our own history making niggas no more. You know? Everybody still yelling, Bobby, Huey, Marvin, Malcolm. <laughs> we ain't got nobody today doing. And all they did was just ran their goddamn mouth. Ran their motherfucking mouth. Ah. All right, that's enough. Three minutes, babe, I'm going in all the time, but damn, this time went, it's going slow. Slow. Just something for y'all to just wrap your mind about, just think about it, you know, just. Anu Elunelunel decreed that I should die and that by the power of the seed of the female living being. Say what? Is there more to that, J1? Life is for the brave, those that are not afraid to die. Amazing. That's from Halal speech. 
that I should die and that and and die by the power of the female living being. So the devil said that shit. I know, cause that imp, that regenerate woman can't do nothing. You know that, right? He can't do nothing. He cannot do nothing. For real. But run his fucking mouth. He can't do shit. And really, to be honest with you, he really used the woman to fight his fucking battles. He can't fight his battles on his own. It would be nice if he could, and that way we can sit like white women knowing that our men are heroes. <laughs> knowing our men are, 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 are um, you know, saviors and shit, but that I would, I would, girl, you know, I would love to. You know, when a nigga laid me out, put me under a deeper comatose spell, Girl, I had to get my ass, I had to fight my ass up. I had to fight to get up out of one coma, out of another coma, then out of another coma. Get my shit back. You know what I'm saying? All this fighting for no goddamn reason. I say the real war is out there. You know the real war is out there when you kick that motherfucker out that have done have an everlasting pact with them motherfuckers. You see the war. That's the war. I've always said it's the war on women. Your man don't give a fuck if he's black. He doesn't even give a fuck if he's married. Doesn't give a fuck if he's a father. He doesn't give a fuck if he's a brother or a son or a nephew or a friend. He don't give a fuck. He doesn't. He doesn't. Because in my mind's eye, I'm like, no way that these motherfuckers should still be breathing, sitting with their legs crossed, talking about some more annihilations. Publicly now. In, in the fucking nigga's face. In the black man's face. You hear me? This ain't movie, baby. This ain't movie. Even though it was in some of the damn government files. But he 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 and he does not he does he does nothing. He does nothing. He does nothing. Your sons, my son, would do nothing. Our son's sons will do nothing. This is going to go on forever. This is going to go on forever. He wants you to respect him, but he wants respect from men. How can we respect males? It would be good if you had some blood on your hands, baby. It'll be really good if 
you had blood on your hands, but it's not your children and your women and your brothers you raped. It would be damn good if you had blood on your hands. Instead of showing your teeth, It'll be damn good, for real. I, I will respect you. I won't respect you because of a dead hunky in your pocket. I will respect you because of a dead hunky. <laughs> Only. Only. Motherfucker, this shit, they bold now. I mean, they don't give a fuck. They are bold. This is, nothing is covert anymore. Nothing is a silent fucking killer to another that's called flipping. It's in your goddamn face. It's in your motherfucking, I have, yo, this shit, you, what the fuck, what the hell you got a butter knife for? What the fuck you got a butter knife for? This is ridiculous. These motherfuckers is damn near knocking at 90 years old, still plotting the black race demise. You know why the Jews went and sought every Nazi still breathing? Because they know that they will plot every Jew demise. Still plotting their demise if they still living. This old black ass, la-la land ass nigga, in his feeble mind, he thinks that this cracker ain't plotting his demise. So he sleeps in a fetal position at night. At night, it's amazing. But them goddamn baby Jews still walking this motherfucker right now. No, still got to find every last, even a neo-Nazi. Fuck it. Every last one of them, because we know they still plotting. Even in the black man's Bible, because you know that's his book. It says the iniquities of the Amorites is not yet fulfilled. Right there, the fourth generation shall come hither. Yeah, nigga, you come out with great substance. But the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet fulfilled in you. Sleep in a fetal position at night. You just ball up, sleep really fucking good. Them Jews can't sleep, baby. Them Jews can't sleep. Every other nationality, notice it's only three races, so I'm saying nationality. Every nationality except black men raise their children, their sons, for revenge. Every nationality. China man, Japan man, Jew man, German man, Russian man, teach their children, their sons, retaliation 
on what has happened to them, and so it'll never happen to their women and children again. Find them and kill them. Find them and kill them. But for some reason, our race, the Negroid race all over the world, wants help from the killer, the rapist, the enslaver, the oppressor, and wants to pattern his life of the people that have massacred and poisoned and kidnapped and raped wants to be educated by this motherfucker. Wants to eat from his fucking hands and raise his sons up to do the same. That's amazing, ain't it? So while that has been passed on from father to son in our race, <laughs> the other races, God damn it, ain't going to ever fucking forget. All right? Listen, they bombed Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Now they got news. I mean, they not bullshitting and raise their sons in their position. You push that fucking button any time a motherfucker. The only unprotected people on this fucking planet are the Negroes. Because of the men. Because of the men. Fuck y'all. Because of the man. I always want to tell a woman, a little girl, how to be a lady. Or tell your woman how to be a lady and all this fucking shit. Meanwhile, that motherfucker is, while you sleeping, your enemy, descendant, is thinking of your demise while you trying to fucking run a goddamn household your way, motherfucker, is thinking on how to fuck up your whole family, including you. Your whole neighborhood, everything. It ain't finished with you, motherfucker. It wants to annihilate your goddamn race and you the head of it because you the man of it. I can't, I don't understand that shit. And it started with us first. Ain't that a bitch? It started with us first. Nowhere in white man's history that it started fucking with white people first. It was fucking with niggas first. In white man's history, it went all over the fucking world to find niggas and fuck them up. Did it not? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Oh, here's the other one I got for you, commercial now. Remember I said I had something else to get y'all? Drop on you motherfuckers. This is it right here. All right, Christopher Columbus. Let's see how smart you are in white man's history. Christopher Columbus shows up in what is considered the New World, 
okay? Step foot on the shores. First of all, let's start this question over. I want to see how, how much you niggas really know. Christopher Columbus, he wanted to sail the seven seas and discover new land and new people because he wanted to bring what to the people? What did he want to bring? Come on. What did he want to give people? Christianity. Ding, 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 Brian. Okay. All right. Christianity. There we go. We're getting somewhere now. Christianity. So when he came on American shores, according to Mr. White Man's history, he met natives or indigenous people on that land. Yes or no? And what did he give those people? What did he give them? Come on. What did he give them? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Come on, Brian, say the word again, the C word, baby. He gave them Bible Christianity. Absolutely. Okay? Now, speed it up today. Answer this question. Those indigenous people... They call them Indians that he gave Christianity to. So now I ask you, the Indians that's on reservations today, are they preaching Christianity? No. Are they Christians? Answer the question. No. Do they have churches? What's the answer? No. So who the fuck really are these goddamn people on reservations and with casinos? They are not indigenous people. They are immigrants foreigners that came over to this motherfucker. They are white men. Okay? That's the truth. Now, one clue is that they mind fucked them in Christianity. Yes or no? So let's follow Christopher Columbus to America to give these real indigenous people Christianity and let's go up 200 years later from Christopher Columbus or 100 years later or 50 years later after Christopher Columbus and they kept selling they kept going to Everywhere where Christianity was not. Yes or no? 
And who did they encounter? The natives of that land, the indigenous of that land. And let's say Africa. Let's say Haiti. Let's say Barbados. Let's say Puerto Rico. Let's say Spain. Let's say everywhere where a white man is not. And they still do this to this day. So y'all remember the white boy that want to give Christianity to the indigenous Negroes? This was last year. They had their own land and he wanted to take a boat. And the boatman told him, I can only take you this far because this is these people are protected. Well, I'm just coming to bring Christianity. And they... And the little niggas on that land, this just happened a year ago, minding their business, end up throwing poisonous arrows at that white boy and killed them. Got it? So who are the indigenous people? Who are the indigenous people? You. You, it's not them Indian toting feathers wearing ass motherfucking crackers that you believe, looking like Mexicans. No, no, because if that was the case, Indian reservations with them fake ass motherfuckers pretending they're you, there will be a Christianity a Sunday service, a third Sunday happening on that fucking reservation. They only brought the spell of Christianity to native Negroes all over the fucking world. Indigenous to this land. That's another fucking, see this cracker? I can't believe you niggas can sleep at night. In a fetal position. Gave it to him. Gave it to him. We're the only ones. They don't go to the Amish with that Christianity shit. They don't go to the white Mormons with the Christianity shit. They don't go to the pale German shepherds with that Christianity shit. They don't sail to Yugoslavia with that Christianity shit. Only to find Negroes where there is no Christianity at. I tell y'all that because You got to fucking wake up every damn day if you wake up every day. And remember this lying son of a bitch. And really didn't lie, but in a sense he fucking lied and got niggas to lie for him. But this lying son of a bitch, all of them, you know, all of them. You got to wake up knowing all this shit. Every day. Give a fuck. 
It may take a toll on you, but you got to wake the fuck up. <laughs> and, and write down every fucking thing this motherfucker lied, did, and got your ass believing. You know, in a minute, Caucasians discovered hip-hop. And they did. The word discover going to be there because niggas was minding their business in Brooklyn, in the Bronx, and the cracker comes in and discover hip-hop. Cracker comes to this side of the planet and put his feet on the land and discovers what is called America. And niggas was there and accepted Christianity. A Kubalan, Africa, white man's name, ready to spread Christianity. Landed there. The land was not Africa first. He discovered it. And his name after his bitch ass. <laughs> Saw niggas there, gave them Christianity, enslaved them as well. Went to Jamaica, discovered Jamaica. Let's not talk about St. Thomas yet. Who is St. Thomas? They sailed and went to St. Thomas and discovered a land that wasn't named St. Thomas. Took over that bitch, the church, baby. St. Thomas, the church. You got St. Thomas. Catholic Church. Ain't that something? Always looking for us, and here we are. Well, you niggas are. You black-ass men niggas. Showing your damn teeth. Always looking for us. And you showing your teeth or your dick. One or the fucking other, you're showing something. Showing something. Got to be showing something. Always showing something. You're showing the wrong shit to that motherfucker. Showing the wrong shit. Showing the wrong things when they show up. You're showing your teeth. Got your hand out so you can shake. Do a brotherhood, manhood, man-to-man handshake. Why the Amish is left alone? Why the Mormons are left alone? Why the Jews are left alone? Why not the Negroes left alone? It's easier to get into black man's camp. Because black man shows his teeth. He does. The leader. You know? There was a time Martin Luther King just talking to a bunch of niggas. White man shows up. He shows his teeth. Now he's in every white man's face sitting at every white man's table. And he gave us over to the white man. Didn't he? 
didn't he? Martin gave us over to the white man. <laughs> Y'all know that, right? Martin gave us over to the white man. Always happened. That same nigga, when Christopher Columbus stepped foot on our territory to try to give us a goddamn Bible and Christianity, the black man showed his teeth, accepted a goddamn book, took him around, showed him every goddamn thing. You heard me? Other fucking sick, savage beasts heard about it. There we go. Boom. We was chased out. Psalm killed. When you let him in, he kills you. He rapes your women. He enslaves. Every time you let him in, yes or no, has our story taught us anything about his story? You know, our story should tell us more about his story. Who's the head of our story? Black man. Who's the head of his story? White man. (laughs) This is it. This is it. This is it. Yeah, your head... Of your tribes back then, or you call it family now, were all men. Were all men. Then you can add, they showed up again. Now it's time to add. Once I gave you this damn Bible, head man in charge, head of the house, head of the family, head of the tribe, come back and give you alcohol. You accepted it. Head of the family, head of the tribe, head of the household. Gave you blankets. You accepted it. Head of the household, head of the tribe, head of the family. We become alcoholics. We become, now we got smallpox. You fucked up, too. This is a good time to now our army show the fuck up. Now that I got your chief, your head of your tribe, your black man, drunk as fuck, everybody got small pots now because he accepted the motherfucking what? The blanket. And now the British is coming. (laughs) The settlers. The British is coming. The British is coming. Isn't that what it is? And killed your ass because you couldn't fight back. And took us and raped us and enslaved us. And took the land. You the head, baby. Always been the head. Now speed it up. Time to move by. A whole bunch of niggas believing in God, wearing platform shoes from this cracker. Ruffle fucking shirts, real tight, with his chest showing, and pimping black women, and selling drugs, heroin, and all the rest of this shit. 
black man. Heroin before crack, baby. You hear me? Head of the tribe, head of the family. You accepted the LSD. You accepted the heroin. You accepted the money from this motherfucker. And shit, still again, we're down and trotting. Down and trotting. You turned your women to whores. Now she's laying up with Mr. Whitey while you forced to fight his war in Vietnam. You ex- keep accepting him in. Now speed it up from there. Liquor stores everywhere. He handed you an alcohol. Ethanol. In the 71600s. Now, speed it up to the 1900s. Liquor stores on every corner. It's drugs on every corner. It's death on every corner. Every time you stay ahead, baby. Every time you make the decision... All black men, for the, even your sons, for the black race, it gets worse. You have to see it, baby. Every fucking time, and then you complain. Your father let it happen. Your grandfather let it happen. Your great, 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 great grandfather sat down with this beast and let it happen every fucking time. Right, Brian? Every time told your woman to shut the fuck up. Remember, you got that Christianity now. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I know what I'm doing. We as men know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. I never knew that there was a such thing in the 80s of butt-naked black women in a strip club in a thriving city owned by black people, in a sense. Interesting, right? Blue Flame. Nope, Magic City was the first. Black man knows what he's doing. This is all you're doing. The drugs are you're doing. You kiss this ring. He's your God of your Bible. He's your God of your world. And you accept any and everything this motherfucker has brought. Your daughters, your mothers, your sisters, your sons. Every fucking time. And then say what? Look at the women today. No, 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 no. We became his whore and your fucking whore. We became his drug addict and your drug addict. We became his alcoholic and your alcoholic. You didn't want us mothers. You didn't want us mothers. 
You didn't want us as mothers. You didn't want us as clan mothers. No, you didn't. You got in bed with that motherfucker since the, what, 1600s. You got in bed with that motherfucker since the 16 goddamn hundreds. And here you are, in the year 2022, you're getting in bed with that motherfucker again. (laughs) Every black man raised his son to get in bed with this motherfucker. You're now the head of the tribe, the family. How is it going to get better? You think a new male nigga child born is going to make it fucking, this nigga can't make it better. The sins of the father is on the son. It's passed on to the fucking son. Fuck out of here. Okay? The fuck, wake the fuck up. Does it get any better than that? Is it going to get better? Is it not? Is it going to get fucking better or not? Like, what the fuck? More, it'll be more drugs, more more sex all in the fucking black neighborhood, more diseases. Remember, your first disease was smallpox, nigga. It was not malaria. Malaria does not attack you. Only foreigners. You never had smallpox until you got in bed with this nigga. You never became an alcoholic until you got in bed with this motherfucker. You never was a drug dealer or a goddamn drug addict until you got in bed with the motherfucker. Every son takes the baton. Every son takes the baton. The baton is passed. You will never be able to do it better than your daddy. You can't clean up this shit. It's not in your blood. Your daddy never cleaned the shit up. His daddy never cleaned the shit up. His daddy, daddy never cleaned this shit up. His daddy, 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 daddy ain't never cleaned this shit up. Ain't never cleaned this shit up. So, it ain't gonna get clean. But what did they say they want a woman for? To clean. (laughs) After the filth made by man, they want us to clean this shit up. Well, the only way we going to clean this shit up is we got to get rid of your ass too. Because every time we clean this shit up, here you come fucking it up again. And then we got to clean it up. And then you come fucking it. Then we got to clean it up. Then you got to clean it up and fuck it up. So every fucking time we have to clean it up. But we can't keep cleaning it up 
if he and that white man, his friendly enemy, keeps fucking it up. The white man is his friendly enemy. Who would have known that the black community would still be in the state that it's in right now? Raise your hand. Who would have known it would be filthy, diseased, you know, like the Caucasus Mountains was? Filthy, diseased, wild animals, wild ass of a man. Who would have thought that the black community would turn into the Caucasus Mountains? Who would have thought that shit? I wouldn't have never thought that. I wouldn't have thought that. Because man is the head. I got a man, I'm, I, and, and, and my neighbor bitch got a man. And my neighbor neighbor bitch got a man. Got a man in the community inside the fucking house. How the hell this shit happened, brother? How the hell this shit goes to shit? How does it go to shit if you the head? How is all this filth, disease, killing, poison, sex shops all in our neighborhood and you the head? We have more funeral homes than Caucasians. I have not yet seen a funeral home. This is the truth. I swear to God, I when I when I and I hate going to Miami, Liberty City and shit. But when we went through Liberty City, because we were trying to find a beauty supply store, who runs a beauty supply store? Because Noah's don't want black women into beauty, so the Chinese people, the Edomites, took that shit over, okay? We can't be beautiful. We can't be vain, remember that. We can't be too cute. We can be feminist, but not too cute all up in our beauty and shit. So he let this son of a bitch in the nigga neighborhood, okay? All right? He let the fucking chink man in the nigga neighborhood. Right? All right. So... Girl, you know how many funeral homes I passed in Liberty City? I counted. It was a funeral home at every damn red light. Okay? Has that ever, you know, you know white people, it's one funeral home in each city that's populated by white people. It's six funeral homes, and they, and this, wow, do you know where the funeral homes located? Like next to a fucking Popeye's and a goddamn McDonald's and a goddamn Chinese plaza selling dollar stores and, and uh, rainbow shopping, whatever the fuck, city, city, whatever, and big lots. That shit is in motherfucker what? Who is allowing the deaths to take place? Oh, the head of the family. Who's the head of the black community? All black men. All black men. You get a black man, you get a black man, he's the head of it. Death is inevitable. Murder is inevitable. Infestation of diseases are inevitable. 
Now, who is the incest state? Who is the father of diseases? White men. Who is the father of murder? White men. Who is the father of lies? White men. Who is the father of rape? White men. Who is the father of homosexuality? White men. Who is the father of alcoholism? White man. Who's the father of Christianity? White man. Who's the father of drugs? White man. How the fuck all this shit get in the black community? Black man. Black man. Black man. Now, who is the black man? You know who the black man is. The one that wants to date you, marry you. Fuck you, get your children, make you have kids, and then make you stay stuck in the goddamn house. They live in every household. They in every household in the black community. Black man. How the fuck this shit turns into a white man's origin? How do we turn into the white man's origin, filthy, beast, nasty, diseased, dog. How did we inherit this shit from the head nigger in charge? From the head nigger in charge. You hear me? The head nigger in charge. Just like when the white man landed to America, the head niggas in charge accepted every fucking thing and gave it to us. The head niggas in charge. How can it get better? You got a head nigga in charge. Every time, little black bitch. Gets with a black man, he's the head nigga in charge. He is the head nigga in charge. Look at him now. See him in your mind's eye. See him in your mind's eye. You like your community. You like to see all that shit. You like to see death. You like to see disease and sickness. You like to see alcoholics. Kissing fucking hallways. You like to see niggas on corners. You like to see niggas taking over your children's place. Head niggas in charge. Black man, the male gender. Head niggas in charge. It'll never get better. You gotta wonder. But you love your daddy. You love your granddaddy. You love your great-granddaddy. You love your baby daddy. Man, no fucking way. (sighs) Black man makes a lot of little money, moves to a Caucasian town. Why you move to a Caucasian town, Mr. Blackie? Because you want a better life. 
one that is preserved, one that's been civilized by your original ancestors that cleaned them son of a bitches up. But you still stick out like a sore thumb. But you won't clean up your own mess. Won't clean up your own mess. Won't do it. That's why you want to get some dead honkies. You want to get a bunch of dead honkies so you can move your family to where a bunch of dead honkies are at in one funeral home, in one liquor store. And then try to act civilized, but you were the civilizer. But them dead honkies thinking about how to get rid of your ass while you in the fetal position, sleeping good at night. Sleeping good at night. The only motherfucker that is a threat to all men on the fucking planet that they fear in secret is the black woman. And as long as that black man is doing his job, keeping that bitch sleep, keeping that bitch his dumping ground, every man gets to sleep. Well, the other man, he gets to sleep in a fetal position. He does not fear that nigga with a dick. He knows that the nigga with a dick would love to sit at his table or maybe eat the crumbs that fall from it. But they did a work on the black woman now. They did a work on her. They put a whole different spell on that bitch, turned into a nymph. Lobotomize this generation again and is still trying to lobotomize her. You can't win, brother. You're not going to win. You're a loser. You like losers. You want this bitch to lose her mind, lose her insanity, lose her strength. But what you going to do with yours? If you can think for the bitch, what the fuck have you been thinking? It shows how you think. It really shows how you think. You're the head. It shows how you think. You think like the slave master. You think like the killer. You think like the poisoner. You think like the liar. You think like the homosexual. You think like them. Think like them. You think like them, for real. You you think just like them. You want to conquer. You want to enslave. You want to poison. You want to mind fuck them. You want them to obey you. Look where it got us. Look where it got us. Anybody, and you think just like J. Edgar Hoover, 
anybody that try to wake your woman up <laughs> to electrify and fucking unify, she is the devil. She is in the fucking world. Anybody that tries to wake your daughter up, she is the devil. She's the fucking thorn in your shoe. Anyone that wants to liberate the mind of your women is the bad guy. You got your own co-intelpo. You got your own counterintelligence. You want your daughter on her back getting fucked by some man. You can't wait until she gets married. Let's be real about it. You want on the back. You want to fuck. You do. You want your son to lay a bitch out on her back and fuck her. You want that shit. Fuck her brains out, have a lobotomize. What happens? History, his history repeats itself. Our story still will be his story. That's what happened. That's what's been happening. That's, it will always be white man's history and our story. Because he needs you to keep that bitch, every female born, on her back, lobotomized, through your poisonous semen. And this shit ain't going to get better. Signs, poisonous semen, ain't going to get better. Ain't going to get better. You, as long as you stay ahead, we won't get ahead. Our communities would never get better. It would never get better. Our families would never get better. Our environment would never get better. Generations after us. It would never get better, motherfucker. It didn't get better with my daddy, daddy, my daddy, daddy, my daddy, and the daddy I got today. It is, it's just not going to get better. He doesn't give a fuck. Do you think he cares? He don't fucking care. He don't fucking care. If he cared, He will be feared. If he cared, he would be feared. You're the young he's, the middle age he's, and the older he's. They call them heads. If you drop the A D S, it's a he. Heads. I'm done. I'm about this motherfucker, man. Y'all having the warning day? <sighs> man, another hours up next. Um, got to find my peace button. Peace. Wait, let me scroll up. Hold up. 80 seconds, 10 seconds, 8 seconds. Real nigga radio, I'm out this bitch. Peace. Real nigga radio.